The following podcast may contain adult <laughs> language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, and live long and prosper, because we're talking Star Trek. <laughs> nice. That was so stupid. I like that. Was good. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> you need to do the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do an hour and a half like this. <laughs> Please don't do Welcome and thank you for listening to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, the Salty Nerd. Today, we're going to be discussing the first original three Star Trek movies, the motion picture, the Wrath of Khan, and the search for Spock. And I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds, starting with the ambassador of estrogen, Jude. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Also joined by Mad Vader 74. Kapla and stuff. (laughs) Kapla and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Greetings, friends. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Matthew Kadish, welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking Star Trek today. It's the first time on the Salty Nerd podcast that we're talking about the actual movies as yep. opposed to a yes. terrible TV show. A terrible Kurtzman TV show. This is the OG. Yes. And uh, we're doing this, in case you guys are wondering, um, in August, there is a Star Trek convention here in Las Vegas, and we will be getting a booth at the convention. So we thought, you know oh, what? You're letting that out? Oh, yeah, baby. Well, okay. It's going yeah. out there into the interwebs. Right. Hash brown that shit. Send it to the internet. Send it to the internet. So uh, we figured, you know, before we actually go to the convention, we should have the entire library of Star Trek movies in our podcast, uh, you know. Yeah, area. I figured I better, like, light a fire under our asses. And it's like, uh, hey, dudes, if we're going to go to the Trek convention. We should probably we talk should about We should probably have some Star Trek stuff in the library, right? <laughs> that we yeah. don't completely shit on. <laughs> <laughs> stuff that we actually like well, to talk about for the most part. I might completely shit on this first one. <laughs> so, uh, so when you did Jude's intro, she was impersonating um, Shatner in Wrath of Khan. When he comes up on the view screen for the first time uh-huh. in Khan's uh, spaceship. Khan! I had a great moment. All right. Uh, Before we do that, real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. All right. uh, Before we get into this, if you would like to support the podcast, if you like what you see on our channel, our YouTube channel, and on the Apple and iTunes podcast, go to saltingerclub.com. There you can uh, join our Patreon club and support the podcast and get access to all kinds of really cool stuff. And some of our best work is the stuff that ends up on the cutting room floor in our blooper reel. Hilarious stuff. Well worth the money. Uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you get some really cool stuff in return. I don't know if it's our best stuff, but it's definitely our funniest it's stuff. It's pretty good <laughs> stuff, guys. <laughs> you can ask our other patrons. They uh, they always enjoy our <laughs> weekly drops of our Patreon-exclusive content. It's a very exclusive club. It is very Whole seven people. <laughs> How do you say shit like that? You should make Why? it seem like it's like... The most exclusive thing in the world? Yeah. Guys, there's like seven people. The harder it is to get in somewhere, the more people want to get in. Yeah. Well, we have a three dollar tier now, so it's not that hard. Like this plus. Whoa. <laughs> what? God. I don't care who you are. That slaps. See, that's, that's going in. That slaps. That's going in there. That's patron content. I meant the jokes. Like, so wow. is my pussy. Whatever. <laughs> Saltynerdclub.com, guys. All right, let's talk that's, about. Well, God, isn't that like your OnlyFans? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wow. The, the joke was it's hard to get in there. <laughs> oh, is that what she was saying? <laughs> it's, exclu- right it's, exclusive. it's an exclusive. <laughs> okay. I've been drinking. You can't say shit like that. Cheers. 
I'll, my, my, I'll lose my mind. Cool. <laughs> Reminds me of this movie. Vrager. Vrager's in this movie. Vrager. <laughs> Where are we at? All right. We're going to talk about Star Trek, the motion picture first. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jude, you have the synopsis for said movie? Kind of. Okay. Co- okay. So I have the IMD synopsis ready to go. Okay. However... Because I've never watched any Star Trek ever before in my life. No show, no movies, anything. Um, I, this was a first watch for me. So what I took notes of was my reactions to this show as I was going, or to this movie as I was going. So I'll read you the synopsis and then I'll take you through my journey. Oh boy, the first time watch of Star Trek the Motion Picture. I think that's awesome. Star Trek the Motion Picture. When an alien spacecraft of enormous power is spotted approaching Earth, Admiral James T. Kirk resumes command over the of the overhauled USS Enterprise in order to intercept it. So as I said, this was a first watch for me. I was really kind of dreading this week because I was just like, I'm not into Star Trek. Uh, however, here are my notes. 1979, Star Trek The Motion Picture, rated G with a runtime of 2 hours 12 minutes, had a budget of $35 million. What do you think it brought into the box? Seventy-five million. Vader. Sixty-five. One hundred thirty-nine million dollars. Okay. Respectable. Yeah, it's pretty <clears> good. <throat> All right, so Captain Kirk's mid-Atlantic slash seventies space accent <laughs> was fire. <laughs> oh my god, the drama. Yep. I had no idea all this time how, like what I was missing. I fucking loved it. Seriously? I lost my mind like, at how much I loved this. Unironically. No, I loved it. It was <sighs> it's everything that I want in a movie. It's over the top dramatic and cheesy oh, yeah. and ridiculous, but in a way that I can invest in and believe in and just like just enjoy. I loved it. Uh also the space PJs. Oh my god. Loved <laughs> oh, them. The, the disco suits are this awesome. is probably the worst Starfleet uniform I have ever seen. The Dude. beltless belt buckles. <laughs> oh, I amazing. want some. Amazing onesies. The beige and like light blues. So you got to remember the time. I know. I know. I know. But 1979. Lord. I need to go back there. The, Take the, me back, Starfleet. I love the uniforms from the OG series. Yeah. You know the the yellows. They look and the so blues. comfy. God, these onesies were driving me nuts the whole time. I was like, just imagine the wedgies. The, the, the actors hated them. Oh, I bet yeah. they did. They hated them. Ugh. Like like uh, Shatner had to wear a corset um, <laughs> because like the, the suits were so form-fitting. I don't, I don't think that was the suit's fault. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I mean, like they were so form-fitting that like he didn't want his gut sticking out. So like he, yeah. had, he had a hard time breathing throughout the entire movie because he was in a corset. <laughs> that kind of, that kind of oh, that shows a- in his mid-Atlantic 70s space <laughs> accent. <laughs> And, and and his gorilla arms. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that that dude is a hairy dude. I I just I don't know. I'm and, a big fan of like the uniforms from the TV shows and stuff because they have like some color scheme to them. This was just like so. I haven't dull. watched any of the shows, and I'm actually now after this week, I'm really looking forward You're gonna to when we it? when we talk about yeah cool that. the. Uh, the concept behind the uniforms was disposable clothing. So, like, you wear them once, you get rid of them. And I found out that those belt buckles are supposed to be like, like, kind of like Fitbits, like health monitors. Like, they send information oh, about gosh. what you're doing to the ship <laughs> to, to monitor you. Kind of like the com badges in yeah, the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. The OG com badge. They still had the flip phones in this movie, right? This the flip combat. Um, I don't remember. I think so. He does have a he does have a badge on his uniform. See that uniform is not terrible. Well, it's his admiral's outfit. Yeah, the admiral's yeah. outfit's okay. 
I still don't. Yeah. I still think it's a little dull, but people don't, it was like, people can't see that, but yeah. It oh, was yeah. like you're wearing like themed jammies. Like I'm a nurse well, in my jammies. <laughs> that's a, that's kind of a Star Trek thing. You know, they always feel like they're running around in the pajamas. Yeah. Especially the first season of Next Generation. Oh, the skirts, the mini skirts yeah, that the dudes and, wear? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty weird. So but. I'll tell you though, like, I, this is, I haven't watched this movie in so long. I completely yeah. forgot about it. So this felt like the first time for me. And, the uh, the transition between when they were introducing the characters, like you had Spock on this like mm-hmm. desolate world with the lava, and it was That's very ominous. Vulcan. Vulcan, it was just like terrible, and everybody like seemed really miserable for a while, and and then like immediately it like smash cuts to freaking Starfleet Command, and the mm-hmm. music's like triumphant, and I was just it was like, wow, God, what a freaking edit was that? Yeah. It was just I don't know, man. This movie's just a mess. I was like. It, it didn't feel like they were introducing the characters to anybody, which I get because like the three seasons of the original show came out it was hugely popular. So when the movie came out, everybody Actually, was like, "They weren't that popular when, think, they, when they first came out." Okay, so as someone after, who doesn't after know, they got canceled, they they got pretty freaking popular. Yeah. As someone who doesn't know who any of these characters are, like I knew who Kirk and Spock were, and that was it. Yeah, um, he kept trying to like just show me. Um, like YouTube videos. I, I tried to give her a primer before we watched. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, you know, if you want to skip the first movie, it's pretty bad. We can just watch all these YouTube videos that kind of, kind of tell you. And I was like, babe, this is just confusing me. Let's just watch the stupid movie. Yeah. And I loved it. I'm so glad that I watched it. And it made me excited for each one. Do you feel she like you thought uh, Chekhov was Italian? <laughs> he was like, Hey, a captain. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, uh, he he's Russian, and I was like, no, he's not. <laughs> I just thought everybody was just like so ridiculous that it was just it, it was endearing thing, and enjoyable. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was surprised at how much she enjoyed this movie. Like she, like she legit lost her mind while we were watching this. I mean, she was having so much fun. I was it. like, babe, babe, does this happen next? Is this about to happen? He's like. Oh no! I was like, I fucking hate watching movies with you. <laughs> what, what, what I see, what I see when, especially like the first twenty-five, thirty minutes of this show, is is I remember that they were developing a, a, a new television series, Phase Two, Phase Two at this time, and this movie is kind of what came out of that after they said we're not going to do it. So, I, I, I to me, I wonder how much the the sets and the costumes. And the character, like Decker, I believe was supposed to be like yeah, a big so, character in phase two. And, and so I just wonder how many of the concepts from that show were part of this, this movie. Does, what, what happened was, so originally they were going to make a movie in the early seventies mm-hmm. um, after the show was, can- was canceled and Paramount was like, and eh, nobody likes to watch sci-fi. Why don't we do another TV show? And so they were developing a TV show. They actually had a lot of the sets built uh, they had some of the new cast. Decker was going to be the new mm-hmm. commander because I think the only guy who's coming back was Shatner, and they weren't sure how long they were going to have him for. Um, so mm-hmm. basically, they set it up so that um, that uh, Decker could kind of take over should Shatner decide to leave. Shatner and, was like, "I'll give you one day, and you better have a <laughs> bottle of wild turkey there waiting for me." <laughs> and uh, Ilya, the navigator, bald lady. Uh, she was a character who was going to be in the TV show and, and they had all been cast for the TV show. Mm-hmm. And then star Wars came out. Right. And Paramount was like, do we have anything that could be our star Wars? And they're like, well, we got star Trek. And so they said like, okay, let's, instead of doing a TV show, let's do a movie. And so basically they retrofitted all the TV sets that they had done to make it more for a the movie. poor man, star Wars. Yeah. And this is what I've, I've been saying about like, I just want to add, I believe this was also about the same time 
that Battlestar Galactica was out too, right? Roughly, I think Battlestar Galactica came out after this because John Dykstra, the the guy from ILM who did all the special effects for Battlestar Galactica was working on this movie. And at the time, like the special effects for this movie were like far and away like – like yeah. better than anything. It, it was I a- wasn't saying poor man Star Wars to no, burn it. No, no. <laughs> I liked this so much more than I liked Star Wars. But what I'm saying is that uh, Star Wars killed it at the box office. I think Star Wars did like 700 million, whereas this made 140 million. That's what I was referring oh, to. Yeah, and it's and it, it kind of looks like a TV well, set. I was and ask that's, you that's what I was kind of getting at. It always reminds me of like this looks like a TV show. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the get go, for sure, it, it feels. Like and I think the budget show. for both movies was the same. I think thirty-five uh, million. No, no? The, the second one was eleven million. It was much cheaper mm. um, because this movie basically went way over budget because Gene Roddenberry kept insisting on rewrites and new stuff, and they were editing it right up to like the day of release. Like uh, Robert Weiss basically took the final print to the premiere, like the day that they finished editing, and basically. Uh, the final print of this movie was Robert Rice's rough cut. Like he didn't have time to refine anything. Uh, they didn't have time to do any test screenings. Mm-hmm. It was basically like right up to the wire. Cause they were trying to get all the special effects done. They were trying to get everything. They called it uh, wet prints that got shipped to the theaters because they literally came off the printing press and got put in the cans yeah. and shipped out the door. And normally that's not how you want to do this stuff, but Paramount had like a hard December release date for this movie. And uh, they were, uh, they, the um, production of this movie had been very troubled from the beginning. And if you guys have ever seen the um, documentary on the next generation called chaos on the bridge, I have. Uh, yeah. Yes. If, if you haven't, I highly recommend uh, checking that out, but it, it's all about how basically Gene Roddenberry, his vision just caused so many problems for star Trek in terms of like how he wanted things to go versus like reality and logistics. And on this movie, reportedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but he was struggling with um, drug and alcohol addiction. And so he was just like completely manic and he was like rewriting stuff like the actors would show up on the set and they wouldn't know what they're supposed to say on that day. And so like they were kind of ad-libbing a lot of stuff. Um, Robert Weiss, the guy who directed this, who also did The Sound of Music and West Side Story and a lot of iconic um, movies, um, he had never seen Star Trek before, so he wasn't a fan he didn't know anything about it. And he was basically relying on the actors. To, uh, he, he was like, you know, just be your character from the TV show. I'm going to have to <laughs> trust you on this one. <laughs> so, so like the production was very troubled. Nobody knew what was going on. The actors were all unhappy. In fact, um, Leonard Nimoy wasn't originally going to come back for this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg, who was one of the producers on this movie, uh, he was a paramount executive at the time. Uh, he, basically his wife convinced him that, because she was a Star Trek fan. She was like, if Spock doesn't come back, it's not Star Trek. Mm. It's correct. And, Good call. Yeah. And and so basically Katzenberg had to fly out to New York to meet with um, with Leonard Nimoy. And Nimoy was pissed off because he had gotten screwed out of a lot of the TV show royalties uh, in his contract. And so Katzenberg was like, okay, if I pay you all the royalties you're owed, make sure that you get the new royalties going forward. Will you come back for this movie? And Nimoy was like, sure. <laughs> that is logical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so he, he came back and basically Katzenberg got the band back together, but nobody expected this movie to like do anything. Like everyone came back and they were just like, uh, this is going to be terrible. And they had a bad well, experience. I mean, <laughs> by this time, Star Trek had had a huge 
resurgence in fan following from from the uh, the series from the series, but it had been uh, what's the word when they do reruns? Syndicated. It had been syndicated by this time, and that's that's how I learned about Star Trek. Was all the during the seventies, my mom always had Star Trek on. Yeah, and I, I've been I've been a Star Trek fan since I can't rem- I can't remember not being into Star Trek, which is why new Star Trek hurts so much. Yeah, but you know this movie. It was something, man. I, uh, I, I it was just to it me, was cool. I, I grew up on the next generation. Mm-hmm. Car is my the captain I grew up with, so yeah, I sure. don't have the same connection with Kirk as a lot of people. But I do. I I still enjoy most of his movies. But yeah. this one, to me, I th- and I, you guys can kind of fill me in, maybe if you know some background information. But this feels like maybe four or five episodes, kind of just smushed together. It it could with, have been with I one don't know. with one overarching, almost like a season. Like they smushed a I, season I into a movie. One hundred percent sure. That somebody out there knows the full story because there was some that. random well, ass shit that happened. Well, in this well oh yeah. Well, th- this was basically kind of the rough idea for the pilot episode mm-hmm. for Star Trek Phase Two that they adapted into a movie. But um, you, you know, Roddenberry had such crazy ideas that he kept wanting to put in the movie, and they'd have to stop and rewrite everything. And uh, and so basically, like his insistence on putting new stuff into the show or this film uh, made it like just take forever to shoot. And when you're doing a, an effects heavy film, you need that time to do, yeah. you know, post-production and it just wasn't. One of the things that really stood out to me was the transporter accident when they like, Oh, melted yeah. those two people. You know, that was, that was the Vulcan guy that he was talking yeah. to in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, uh, they, I... yeah, they're just sitting there like screaming. They're just like this blob of goo and they're in the transporter thing and they're losing their, their, data sequence or whatever they call it. And they're, they're like, you can hear them screaming yeah. and nobody reacts. Like Kurt's just sitting you know, there like, uh, Mike, Oh no. Mike, Mike Salaka from uh, red letter media. Uh, he had a good line about star Trek where he was like, you know, my theory is that star Trek is actually like a, a horror series. <laughs> <laughs> like, like scary, terrible, messed up stuff happens in star Trek. And he was showing like a super cut of like all like the horrific stuff that's been on Star Trek. Yeah. And Jude was like, I think I might like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scene where um, V'ger sends in the laser. Oh, okay. And every oh, yeah. and, and, and the whole spaceship is like the spaceship Shaking. is a rocking. Yeah. But everybody is doing like a different tempo. Like some people are like this and some people are going like this and some people are doing the robot in the corner. <laughs> That's awesome. So ridiculous. That's, that's, that's a Star Trek trip. Yeah, it's yeah. very much so. But what got me too is like, like they had the transporter accident, like melted two people, and then like not five minutes later, Bones shows up. Not just Bones, but he says Disco, disco Bones. bones. <laughs> the uh, beard, Captain Kirk. Uh, there's somebody who doesn't want to use the transporter. I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, I'll go down there and make sure he uses it. I'm like, I know who not that is. see what just happened? Yeah. Well, they, they, fixed it. they had it fixed. No big deal. <laughs> Lightning doesn't strike in the same place twice. You know what I mean? Star God, Trek has like a damn it, Jim. <laughs> he's got the big old They beard. drafted me. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of his chest hair. Yeah. Yes, yes. Gold medallion. That was amazing. That's so cool. He looked like he'd been like in a cabin in the woods for yeah. a while, yeah. hanging out. I really wish he'd have kept that look throughout. Oh, I see he's going too. for people. I'll be going. Shave the beard. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. No. <laughs> no, it just seemed it seemed pieced together and ridiculous. Like sequence of events that really? happen like ten minutes before people completely ignore. I mean, like, listen, Chekhov gets his hand melted. Uh, no reaction from the crew. They're all just standing there like. 
take care of Chick. There's, 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 well, I mean, these things happen. I, I just didn't. Quit being there, a baby about it. <laughs> there's, there's one thing I did notice about this. I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Years. Probably 15 years. Maybe longer. And uh, I remember I used to hate, hate the the 20 minute long yeah. scene where the shuttle oh, would fly the around glamour? the, the oh, glamour yeah. shot yeah 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 but now man i'm i'm watching this thing and i'm like i texted you i go yeah. dude i got a total nerd boner right now. <laughs> and i did it was great i go this is peak old school star it's trek right so, now it is it has become it's that glorious scene, it's so indulgent with that's, 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 that scene has just become a thing. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, the and ship I love does it. look really good. Oh, it looks and, great. And, and you know what's funny is the first episode of the Orville totally mimics oh, yeah. both that scene and it's like, iconic and like the, now. The, the it's crew. a thing. Yeah. yeah. But, but <laughs> the thing that always bothered me about this movie was that it was so like all about, oh, look at our special effects. Yeah. And, and that whole sequence where they're going to the Enterprise. So, like, they go around the outside of the space dock. And, and they're looking at the, the, the ship longingly, and then they go inside the space <laughs> dock, and they do the exact same. Then they go around. Yeah. The, then they go around the the, 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 the nacelle section. Yeah. And then they finally get back in. You yeah. know. Yeah. But it's uh, a glamour shot. But but the, the the other thing I like about that scene is all the little dudes in the spacesuits flying around, floating around, <laughs> just floating like, randomly, I'm just flying around. It's no purpose. It's space. <laughs> but it, it, what it, am I it's, doing? It's literally like a ten minute sequence. Yeah. And I remember. Like I'm always so bored watching that. I, I was like, that might have been cool the first time you saw no. it, but then like you know, going forward, it's just like, okay, when, when I find it cooler now, fifty years later. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some, it was something 20, about forty the, years later. The tangible I, model. It's just something neat about it. Because, yeah, I mean, they do something similar to this in the J.J. Abrams movie, but it's yeah. all CGI and it just doesn't yeah. have the same. This is it's, that's feel. all model work, man. Yeah, and model that's work. That's is what's good. cool about it. I think it's what I like. Um, you know, but this movie. You know, and then they went weird with the with all the weird special effects with the V'ger ship and stuff yeah. when they're flying through the big the- butthole and everything. <laughs> and it was just like was it like, did what? look like a butthole. I think I think I this think, is a very think, sexual movie. I think Spock called this it a is sphincter. the sexiest movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect how sexy it oh, was yeah. going to be. I was like, oh it's my like, god, oh my celibacy oath. They, 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 girl, oh, you know you're going to fuck. A lot of talk about a lot of talk about penetration. so much penetration. When, uh, when Spock goes into the giant vagina and he's like, and I can see the entire universe inside here. I'm like, yep. <laughs> it's because you're in a giant V'ger uterus right now. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Um, like the whole time I was like, V'ger, vagina. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you say V'ger, I say vagina. Uh, and, then, and then it turns out that's the Voyager what? Yeah. Voyager <laughs> 6 somehow landed on like a computerized world. And well, now it, it's it went sentient. Through a, so what happened so it went was, through a black hole, right? It goes through a black hole and lands on the... Also what, what, a what euphemism for vagina. A black hole. Oh, yeah. It used to be called Which a black is hole. also a euphemism for the butthole. Yes. This is true. Uh, it's yeah. a brown hole. <laughs> I, I, always like, said, I always like all the fan theories about how maybe this was like the if Genesis If you bleach for, it, it's a beige hole. <laughs> God damn it. Lost between the pot. <laughs> the board. You were going with the I was, board. I was going to say this. I like how the fan theories always say maybe this is like a genesis for for fan for the for the board yeah. or something like that. Maybe that's how they got started. But I never really bought into that whole the, theory. The, but the, the Borg's backstory was explored in Voyager yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in the TV show Voyager. So I'm not sure if it lines up quite. But I do like the theory. It's but, a cool theory. Yeah, but there's a lot of weirdness in this movie. It's oh like God, it's so like weird. The, the the big crew scene when when Kirk is talking about how uh, we got to go. Take care of this thing, you know, and they're yeah. all there in the cargo ship. I'll just watch the big screen TV. There's Native American Indians in there. Yep. Yeah. With like 
feathers and shit hanging off their hair and hey, pants. It's Inclusive. Just, it's like, and there's butt face and, <laughs> and you know, and, and all these other ones. And it's just, oh, there he is. Right oh, there. there's butt face yeah. right there. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's just, it's so. They just threw like a bunch of extras in uniforms and then threw in like, like spaced out some weirdos, yeah. like throw, throw a butt head on that guy, <laughs> throw a, throw a, a native American headdress yeah. on that guy. Just, just fan out. We fan need a out. green alien. We need a gray over there. Uh-huh. It's like Roddenberry was like, okay, we just need to be as inclusive as we can. Yeah. Let's just throw all kinds of people in this I don't think scene. anybody ever said the words inclusive in 1979. Uh, they kind of did a little bit. I think well, Trek was that kind was, of the pioneer. Was, Trek has always been a bit progressive with yeah. that kind of stuff, and it's never been an issue. I love but. the progression of Uhura's hair throughout the movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't. I could not wait. Like in this one, she's got like the short with the with the kind of like the um the the V. Yeah. It's almost bird like. <laughs> oh, it's so hot. And then she she ends up having like the 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 silky wet curls. Oh, Loved her hair in every single one. Nice. Michelle Nichols, Michelle, 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 I think. Yeah. Her, she, uh, man, I don't know why I forgot that. She's, she's always a, she's a good looking lady. Mm-hmm. Ahura. And yeah. she shows it off in the fifth movie. Well, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that in a couple of like months. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I almost asked and I was like, no, no, no I don't want to spoil no, it for don't myself. Spoil it. I'm so excited. Yeah, you'll enjoy she's, it. She's in them in, in, in more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, so she's, excited. she's, she's oh. one of the, the core, main crew. She's yeah. one of the core group yeah. people. Um, so one of the interesting things about this movie is that like on, on the bridge set, you know, um, at the time the technology was such that if you had TV screens and you were filming on a film camera, uh, because of the refresh rate of the, of the TV screens that you would see a flicker. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't use actual monitors on the, mm-hmm. the bridge set and all this stuff was, um, rear projected, so they had to have like these film um, projectors behind the sets projecting this stuff, like all the graphics and stuff on the screens. And because of that, the uh, recorded dialogue had so much noise in the background because of the film projectors that all the dialogue in this movie was re- re-recorded in post. Oh, wow. Oh. And so that also gives it like that weird kind of like 70s uh, feel to it because yeah. mo- mo- most movies – or low budget movies from, you know, that time period would just redub all their dialogue Death Stalker 2 style. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so um the overall story of the Voyager, Jude, you you expressed your glee that that's how that all ended up. What do you guys think about the overall arcing story about this about about it, it feels a little like not as grand as it should for a movie. This feels like an it, episode. If well, to me, what do you guys mm-hmm. think? Do you think it fits in a movie or is it more of like a – I thought it was kind of a weird concept. I've always thought the whole thing was a bit of a weird concept. Um, I'm not sure if it's, it's something that I would have gone with, but it's it, it does feel very Star Trek. You know, this yeah. is, there's no there's no like – except for like the very beginning where the Klingons are involved. Mark Leonard was a Klingon in that, by the way. Spock's dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else knew that. Oh. I mean, I, I know people know that, but I don't know if you guys knew that. I did not. Um it just it's 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 not your typical Star Trek story. It's very it very does much it very much does feel like an episode where it's about God, I don't even know how to express it. Um, one one of the things about this movie is is that it doesn't have like a typical antagonist. Yeah, there's no maybe. villain in the movie. 
uh, it's more of a puzzle type thing. Right. Where, where basically the the crew, and th- this is something from like the original series where they would encounter some weird thing that they would have to figure out, mm-hmm. and that was like the episode of just them like you know. Yeah. Kind of brainstorming, like, what's going on. It's like Scooby-Doo, but in space. It's the thinking man's TV show. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, at this time, a lot of people wanted, you know, Star space Wars. World War II, Star Wars stuff. And that there aren't, like, a whole lot of, like, action-y sequences in this movie. It's all very kind of, like, uh, deliberate and plotting mm-hmm. and cerebral. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny because, like, for the longest time, like, growing up, I never really liked this movie. Every time I watch it, I felt like it was very 2001 in the sense that it was uh, it, 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 was, it is it bored in a lot of senses. Yeah, it was boring. And uh, the uh, you know the guys who did the special effects for 2001 also did the special effects for this movie as well. Um, but in rewatching it with Jude, like she was just like so into it that I found myself being a little bit more lenient on this movie than I have <laughs> been in the past. And so I actually yeah, ended big up old in, softy. Yeah, I actually ended up enjoying it more on this rewatch than I, I normally did. Oh, I should have watched it with you because I had a miserable <laughs> time with this movie. I was just like, oh, my God. Can one part. We can we watch to- the next ones together? Sure. Okay. Um, there was uh, – we kind of talked about how like the uh, the starship pan around was kind of overindulgent. There was one scene that just bugs the shit out of me is when they go into hyperspace and they have an issue with the motor – or the, the, or they go into the, the wormhole. Drive. And yeah, they go in the wormhole and everything's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I dug it. Oh my God. Poor <laughs> Jude was laughing at her. Set phasers forced. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, go. <laughs> well, you got to remember the time we made this movie. I don't movie, give dude. a shit, dude. It was terrible. It, it was, was amazing. But that's also very iconic to this. This movie oh god it's 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 like people know exactly what you're talking I'm like, about i'd be okay i'd be okay with it if they did it for like a minute or two scene but the shit was going for a while <laughs> how great were the uh security guard uniforms oh my god yes oh. the football uniforms with I, like I, a plastic helmet i was making fun of them on twitter this week <laughs> i saw I said, who does anybody cosplay like this? Yeah, because, I'm, man, I'm surprised I, not more people cosplay. I, I totally oh my god, would. we're totally cosplaying. I totally for the convention. We're just gonna walk around like security guards. You know my, what? With my dildo helmet on and, and stuff. You know, Big red fucking helmet. They look like they look like leather helmets from like 1918 <laughs> yeah. or something. You know? Well, it's 100 percent that like foam plastic stuff that the cosplayers yeah. use. And, for, and, like, and gloss they paint. keep they keep those for the next three movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why all the other movies don't cost as much because they just reused. All the sets and all the uniforms. It's and everything. like I know we haven't gotten to Star Trek two yet. We're getting, but there. but but uh, regular station where the science station was is just the uh, the Starfleet headquarters. Or uh, oh yeah, it's the satellite thing that they used in this movie. They just flipped it. Yes, yeah, they, they turned it they upside turned it down. upside down. Yeah, it's awesome. So you're saying they creepazoids it? Kind of. Yeah. Death, death stalker. Yeah, they it's went like, full that's death stalker. The, that's kind of the fun thing about going back and watching these. Is like you see what they recycled. Mm-hmm. And stuff for these movies. It's interesting. Got to get creative. Yeah. All right. Let's do final thoughts on Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Vader. I oh, mean, we didn't even talk about what the, else do you want to talk the, about? The, the morphine scene between Ilya and Decker, and we didn't talk about Ilya at all. Ilya. She was oh, like, yeah. "I'm an exact replica." Yeah. Down to my moisture. <laughs> yeah. She's so moist. She was, <laughs> they were both thirsty in this De- movie. Decker's oh my god! Like, I was so into that story. Like he just wants to rub that bald head. Oh god. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he yeah. does. <laughs> Kirk unit. <laughs> you will show me what I want to see. Kirk unit. Nah. And she made it clear. She has it. it, it what, 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 
And, I am hungry for I'm you, just Decker unit. I just myself. <laughs> I can't believe how much you like this movie. I loved it. It's so yeah. great. And when, when Ilya comes back, she's not wearing any pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 My um, pants are in Voyager. What I was trying to say was like when she original, like the original Aaliyah came on and she mm. was like making it clear like, hey, it's exclusive. Celibacy <laughs> oath. You know what I'm saying? And then when she when Aaliyah 2.0 comes back and she's like not wearing pants. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. It's It's been where no man has gone before for a while and I'm moist. I was like, oh, shit. Girl, <laughs> you don't need to my say, panties. say less, girl. <laughs> Got it. So, did you know that Decker and, and Aaliyah, um, they were the prototypes for um, Riker and Troy? Yeah, I believe generation. So, oh, like, okay. like, like, I, I don't know who that, those are yet, but I'm excited. Yeah, the, the, they were the template for Riker and Troy, basically. Oh wow, that yeah. makes that makes sense. Yeah, it does. All Except right. they made Troy less sexual. Did they? Oh yeah. Have you, when's the last time you watched? Dude, the you, Troy didn't come up on the bridge and go. Um, I've taken my vow not to fuck anybody on the ship. Yeah, but she <laughs> was like her uniforms were on point though. Well, yeah, but she was the counselor. Yeah. Um, are you saying that what she was wearing is like begging for oh, unwanted was. attention? Wait, wait, wait till you wait watch. Till you see it. Wait till you see it. I'm wait so till excited. You see it. I Remember the stretching wait. scene when, oh, when her and Crusher were like, was like, like in the gymnasium? It was season four, episode thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> Time, time stamp 60 minutes and 13 seconds. <laughs> the VCR is worn real ah, thin. <laughs> nerd. Pardon ah. me, I gotta go to the bathroom. Dude, wait till you get there. I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I just okay. made that up. But I know you did. I know there's people out there that know oh, that shit. Oh, 100%. And the, the captain's log? Mm. I mean, I, there was something sexual about that, too. I was like, the babe. The voiceover? Yeah, I was like, oh. babe. Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> My captain's log. This is why he liked the movie so much this time around. She was all horny. She was like, oh, God. Oh, man. I was getting fired up. I was Seven. like, why is this so sexy? Where, where was the cinematic O-Face for you in this movie? What do you mean? Like, at what point? Yeah, at what point was the cinematic O-Face? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I think it was very early. I was like, I... I I think I like this. I'm kind of feeling this. Why do I feel so tingly? Seventies <laughs> Kirk's doing it for Jude. That's funny. I never would have thought. That guy's name is Bones. <laughs> yeah. It's not Boner. And he's got that full beard. Daddy. Wow. Uh, can, can we talk about Spock for a little bit? Yeah, sure. sure. Um, yeah. You know, like uh, he's at the beginning of this movie, he's um, doing this thing to purge all emotion. Mm -hmm. It's the final step to becoming the, a full the, the culinar. The culinar. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, when he first shows up uh, at the Enterprise, he's just like, so like, oh, he's a dick. Oh, yeah, he's Total just dick. shining everyone <laughs> on. Like, Everyone's like, like, oh, Mr. Spock, we're so glad to see you. And he's just like, where's my quarters? <laughs> the, the, the best, the best one is Uhura. Yeah, <laughs> he just like she asks him straight up, oh, Mr. Spock, I'm so glad to see you. And he just like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're happy to have you back. And he's like, happy, gross. <laughs> and, I don't know you. And, 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 and then he uh, does I the am. mind meld with Viger, and after that, like he's back to like normal yeah. Spock, which is kind of cool. I thought. So, he doesn't. He doesn't mingle with the second second tier cast members. <laughs> not at all. Chekhov. <laughs> Chekhov is not a second tier cast. It's exclusive. Member. Well, he kind of is. How dare you? He's more like a third. He wasn't even the first season of the show. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, he didn't come until season two. Yeah, <laughs> he's memorable. Though. You probably didn't even know that. I did not. 
Fucking noob. I am a noob. Are we rating? (laughs) Yes, we're rating. Okay. Uh, Well, before we rate, I I just want to say that uh, the reveal of what V'ger really is was always something I thought was really cool. I did too. Like, it was nice to see, like, Oh, this is like one of the satellites we sent out, and it wants to come back home and and finish it and murder everybody. I wasn't expecting it to be like like I was enjoying it the whole way through, but I wasn't really expecting the story to like add up or be interesting, and it did, and I loved it. Hmm. Carbon based life forms must be exterminated. <laughs> what, uh, what final thoughts? Give this a rating there. Um, rating. So it's not the strongest Star Trek movie. There's a lot of nostalgia here. Um, it was fun to watch. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna probably go in the three range. I I don't know. I could probably feel different about it tomorrow. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go three out of five right now though, because I did have a good time rewatching this, and it's been a long time. Right on. And I'm just uh, I love Star Trek. I I really do, especially old school. Yeah. So a lot of nostalgia there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jude. Um, I totally understand why you guys like Star Trek so much now. <laughs> I can't believe it has taken me this long to get on board. <laughs> that really makes me happy. We made oh, it. Good. It really does. We birthed a new Star Trek fan. <laughs> she's she's going to have so much fun at the con. Oh my god, the convention is going to be amazing for well, you. you know no, no, wait a second. Well, the con is either going to make her or break her. Well, okay. So when we first started dating, Kadish made me go to this um, Star Trek themed party. And I didn't know anything about it. And mm-hmm. one of my friends was like, you got the red hair. Why don't you just go as a green girl? And I was like, I don't know what the hell that yeah. is, but I'll just Google it. And I did. I went as a green girl and he went as Kirk. And now I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ryan's slave girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah uh, the guy who was throwing the party wouldn't leave her alone. <laughs> he was very impressed. Oh, to this day, they call me the hot green girl. <laughs> um, but I, I really am so surprised at how much I like this. And and um, I liked the next one even better. And I'm so – I'm really truly excited to, to watch more Star Trek. Awesome. And I can't wait for the convention. And I give uh, this, uh, yeah, three out of five uh, V'gers. Three out of five V'gers. Nice. Okay. Kadish? No, I w- would like to point out that uh, I think it's Jude's love of 80s movies more yeah. than her love of Star Trek that is fueling yeah, this I'm, thing. Yeah, I'm nervous to watch like – the newer ones, because I think I actually did see at least one of them in the theater with like, what's his name? Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? Okay. And I was not into it. Mm. Um, so I think that's why I was just like, Ugh, I'm not a Star Trek fan. Um, but watching this, I am now. A lot of people will say that those aren't true Star Trek movies. They're not. Because they're, they're too well, action that's, oriented. That's like how I feel about the Star Wars movies too. Like the newer ones, I'm like, I'm not interested. I like the original trilogy, and it and it needs to just stay there for me. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about that in a few months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> so the visuals to this movie are pretty timeless. Yeah, I, like it, it's beautifully shot. Um, the special effects hold up even after all this time. For the most part, there's some chintzy matte paintings and stuff. Uh, you know, I miss a good matte painting sometimes, though. Yeah, <laughs> I really uh, do. But the, the cast is all there. the The feeling of you know the original you know Star Trek is all there. Uh, Shatner, anything with Shatner is yeah. is a joy to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the problem that I've always had is just the story. Like it's a very slowly paced movie. Uh, I think they uh, they they called it uh, Star Trek: The Motionless Picture because it's, like, it's so that's, slow. That's not that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Um, so like, 
also the, the dramatic change in the aesthetic from the TV show mm-hmm. to this movie. Uh, and, and basically they, they do another like dramatic shift in the sequel to get away from this because everyone hated the, uh, the look and feel well, of it. I, I know we're going to get there, but I wouldn't even consider Rathacon a sequel to this. We'll, it's a completely different. We'll, yeah. We'll movie. talk about that. Yeah. In a minute. yeah. But, um, so like, you know, I just feel like the, the writing was so all over the place, mostly due to Roddenberry's interference mm-hmm. that, uh, it, it's hard to, for me at least to truly love this film. So I have to kind of weigh like my annoyance with like how boring it is versus like, you know, the love I have for the source material. Mm -hmm. And I would probably give this like a two out of five space buttholes. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it is a very sexual movie. Oh, it's very sexual. And who you watch it with changes the whole experience. (laughs) Yeah. So, so like if I ever want to get Jude in the mood, I'm just going to watch the motion picture. Uh Go throw on your uh, bones pajamas. There we go. (laughs) Get the chain with the, the I mean, V-neck. Which one was it? Were they fingering each other? It's a search for, search for Spock. Search for Spock when they're when they're talking with their fingers. Oh, that's that's the, uh, the Pompar. Oh, far. so sexual, <laughs> the pom- inappropriate. Pompar is very sexual. Inappropriate, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Katie. Well, you want a Pompar? Right in front of them. You want to watch? Down here, Vader. Down here. <laughs> Yeah, keep that shit under the table. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, for me, for my young brain, for my noob Star Trek fan self, uh, this is not a good movie to me. Um, oh, I can I, appreciate the visuals. I can. What's up? I just, your wife is a big Star Trek fan. She is. What did she think about this movie? A bit slow. Okay. A bit slow. Because I'm more interested in her take than I am in yours. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Because she's, she's a Star Trek fan. Very much a Star Trek fan. <laughs> so Yeah, she's a Trekkie. Okay. And, and a Stargate fan, too. Anything with Star in the front of it, she's in. <laughs> right. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted, no, to, know, I wanted to know what she No, she's thought. into these kind of things. She loves these movies. Okay. Um, it's, kind of, it's very nostalgic for her, too. But she's younger than me, so I don't know. I think she likes the newer ones better. Because she really liked the Chris Pine, J.J. Abrams ones. She had a lot of fun with those ones. She's not as critical as we are. Okay. She's just kind of like, entertain. Let's, let's see what happens. Uh, anyway, so for me, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a little bit overindulgent. I'm not really into the story all that much. The V'ger thing kind of was like a letdown for me. <laughs> I was like, really? The freaking Voyager freaking satellite? Come on, bro. Oh, man, I've seen this before in like the next generation in Voyager. Like, it just felt like an episode. Whoa, of they the stole it from this. Yes, I know. And they just kind of made it 30 minutes instead of two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a letdown for me. So I, I give it a two. Two star for me. Um, and everything that they did wrong in this one, they corrected and did right in the next one. The Wrath of Khan, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, real quick, before we uh, move on to the next subject, a real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. If you would like to support the podcast, go to SaltyNerdStore.com. There you can get some awesome merch, like uh, Matt Vader over there is wearing the Barbarian Space Viking t-shirt. You can get there. Can't see it through my golden locks. (laughs) (laughs) SaltyNerdStore.com. Also, we've got Zombiever. Jude is wearing her shirt today. Very good. And Matthew Kadish is wearing Bat Rap Spider Crab. Are we all rocking... Except for Star- me, I'm rocking the Star Trek shirt. I, I got this from. I didn't have right. one. I got this from Garrett Wang. Uh, yeah, Garrett Wang from uh, Voyager at the yeah. last con that we went to. Aren't you special? He was super nice, dude. <laughs> like incredibly nice guy. Shout out to Garrett. What's up, dude? Uh, okay, so the next uh, movie on our list today is Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan. Oh, buddy. Oh boy, did I'm excited get, for this. Did you tell everyone where we they can get their our merch? 
Yeah, saltynerdstore.com. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Saltynerdstore.com. Get all the get all the stuff. Yeah. You guys are rocking some good swag today. T-shirts and things. Yep. Yeah, we're we add new stuff uh pretty regularly. So I think that our next one's gonna be the hippie chicken. Yeah, hippie chicken. We're working on that. That's a good one. <laughs> I can't wait. All right. <clears throat> Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. Jude. Go for okay. it. 1982 Star Trek The Wrath of Khan rated PG with a runtime of 1 hour 53 minutes had a budget of 11.2 million dollars. That's, what it? Do you, That's it. Huh? What do you think it brought into the box? Oh, 100 million. 150. 110. 97. Oh, okay. So not far off. <clears throat> Again, uh, I also want to point out the runtime was 113 not 153. That was the first one, I think. No, the first, first one, one was Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, this one wasn't that long. Okay. This one was normal movie length back then. Yeah. I told you about correcting me. <laughs> You're dead, dude. <laughs> no V'ger for you. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer exclusive. No black holes either. <laughs> All right. So again, so, I did not. So no bisque tonight. <laughs> no lobster bisque. Pawn Made her finger me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we said when it was happening. Like, like that dude's totally fingering. Totally like, fingering oh my that god, they're fingering each other right in front of me. Well, that was Star Trek Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We're not so, there yet. Not anyway, there. I'm gonna just read you the synopsis on IMDb, and right, then I will it. read you my my journey. your first time thoughts. My first. Wow. It's so, that's so cool. I know. Uh, I, like I know. It. I really feel like I can't believe it took me this long to get into this. And for so long, I was just like, I don't like it. But I hadn't really given it a <laughs> you, shot. You, you just go. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Same go goes for, for butt stuff. You don't know. And so. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Vader's uh, like, I've known for a long time. <laughs> International Women's Day. <laughs> it is the 23rd century. The Federation Starship. The Federation starship USS Enterprise is on routine training maneuvers, and Admiral James T. Kirk seems resigned to the fact that this may well be the last space space mission of his career. But Khan is back. I'm not going to say the rest of his name. Khan Noonien Singh. Khan Noonien Singh is back, aided by his exiled band of genetic supermen, Khan infamous conqueror from late 20th century Earth has raided space station Regula 1, stolen a top secret device called Project Genesis, wrested control of another Federation starship, and now schemes to set a most deadly trap for his old enemy Kirk with the threat of a universal Armageddon. I got the, I got the music going through my head as you're saying that. Yeah? Yeah, it's like, I love it. So... What are your thoughts on this one? Okay. My first note was, I'm so shipping Kirk and Bones equals Combs. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! How Dude, dare you? Combs? There was You're fired. so <laughs> much a sandwich. innuendo. Sandwich. Oh. <laughs> my second note is, oh my lord, the drama. This is a Shakespearean drag show. <laughs> Khan's accessories are fire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Khan's Betra- outfit's amazing. Betrayal, exclamation mark. Revenge, exclamation mark. <laughs> Capes and cleavage, exclamation mark. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yes. Did you know this was a sequel to a to an episode from the original series? No, I didn't. Did you Did you just find that out or did he tell you? Um, No, I think we watched something after we watched the movie. You watched Space Seed, the, the was that, episode? Was that the episode? No, no, she's never seen an episode okay. of the show. All right. Well, Which episode is it? Because I need to space, go watch it. Space Seed. Space Seed, do you know what? First or second season? It was the first season because Chekhov technically never met 
Con. Yeah. Okay. Chekhov. That, that was the thing. I was going to talk about that later, but when Chekhov meets Con, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I never forget a face. Well, you never met him, dude. <laughs> he just wasn't on the Enterprise. Continuity error. <laughs> Continuity error. Okay, so continue. Um, okay. Um, Scotty's O2 mask is so 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why do these Con crew guys all look feline? <laughs> oh, my God, is Spock Okay. What the fuck? Con, <laughs> Con, you got, Con, you could have had freedom, but you chose vengeance. And wow. that, those are all my notes. Nice. Uh, for me, this is the first Star Trek movie. This, oh, yeah. Everything that I didn't like about the, at the motion picture, this one pivoted and did right. This is the my favorite of the freaking three. uniforms so, are oh, yeah. amazing. They, my favorite they, uniforms. They stuck with these uniforms, I think, through the run. Yeah. And they're um, so good. This, this is, of all the original, Star Trek movies. This is my favorite. Yeah, me too. I used to get together with a group of friends every uh, every March, and we would celebrate Leonard Nimoy's and and William Shatner's birthday. We had, we'd They're have pretty a, close together. Yeah, we'd have yeah. a birthday party for for Kirk and Spock, mm-hmm. and we'd and we'd watch this religiously every year, and it was just a lot of fun. And the introduction to Kirk in this movie is yeah. amazing. He comes in through the smoke and the lights backlighting, and it's, it's just like it's very like um, an '80s rock show. Yeah, kind of, like yeah. he just kind of like came up on the stage, and there's all these lights. Yeah, man. Yeah, Kobayashi uh, Maru test. As soon yeah. as I saw David, I was like, "Yo, that's Kirk's son, right?" And Matt went, <laughs> Matt went like this. <laughs> that's funny. No, I just I, I don't know, man. There's there's so much fun to be had with this movie. This this movie is iconic. It's, it's amazing. Great. Yes. Yeah, Kirstie Allen. Kirstie Allen. Allie. Callie. Allie. Kirstie Allie. It's not Allen. Kirstie no. Allie. Kirstie Allie. Sorry. Get your 80s shit I'm together, sorry, dude. Dude, it's like whatever. God damn. You know, come on. Turn man. in your Star Trek I shirt. Even, I can't even remember actors' names from today. It's like talking Star Trek with a he freaking He can't even get all of his damn kids' names straight. I know, dude. He's like, which one are you? I named one after like, Harrison Ford, so even, I wouldn't forget it. Do you even Star Trek, dude? I do. God. But anyway. God. Are you guys done making fun of me? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, we can circle back later. Yeah. Kirstie Allen, George, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Kanish, what's your uh, opening thoughts on this movie? All right. So this is, out of all the Star Trek movies, this is definitely the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting because one of the things I didn't talk about for Star Trek, the motion picture is that even though it made something like a hundred million at the box office, which was pretty respectable at the time, even though like it was one of the most expensive movies made at the time at like $47 million for the budget. I think, um, I have 11 million for this one. Yes. Okay. For, for the first movie, it was like oh, 47. Okay. Um, so basically what Paramount did is they invented this whole, like, like licensing, structure where they went out to like McDonald's and got them to do a Star Trek happy meal and mm-hmm. they licensed t-shirts and toys and the licensing for the original motion picture actually brought in like, like twice as much money um, as like the profits from the uh, theatrical run. And so this was kind of like Star Trek was the birth of the modern day Hollywood licensing um, model. Genius. And because they made so much money off the licensing in addition to the box office, they wanted to make a sequel to this. But they didn't want to work with Gene Roddenberry. So basically, mm-hmm. Michael Eisner, who was head of Paramount at the time, he blacklisted Roddenberry. He said, like, look, this maniac, this drug-fueled maniac is not allowed <laughs> yep. to work on this movie. So they brought in one of their kind of in-house producers, a guy named Harv Bennett. Harv Bennett. And they said, like, can you make a movie for, 
less than 47 million. He's like, dude, for 47 million, I can make it four movies. <laughs> and they're like, you're hired. And so basically they handed over the Star Trek franchise to this guy, Harv Bennett. And he had never seen an episode of the TV show. He'd never seen the movie. Well, I think he saw the movie. And he was like, this is kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he basically sat down and watched like every single Star Trek episode. Yep. And he was like, you know what the movie, the first movie was really missing was a villain. And so he kind of narrowed in on, um, on Khan and decided that they wanted to do like a revisit with that character. And uh, he brought in uh, Nicholas Meyer, who also was unfamiliar with the, uh, the TV show. Like he'd never watched Star Trek before, but he was a novelist and a director in his own right. And so uh, basically his unfamiliarity with Star Trek kind of freed him up to do more bold stuff, uh, stuff that like um, Roddenberry and hardcore fans usually wouldn't have allowed. And uh, it was because of this kind of irreverence that they actually were able to uh, focus more on the characters and, and bring a bigger focus on interpersonal relations. And, um, and it really worked. And basically all the, like, so they got Leonard Nimoy to come back and everyone thought this was going to be the last Star Trek movie because the first one was just like a, a crap fest. And so like, they were like, okay, so, uh, basically Leonard Nimoy agreed to come back if they'd kill off Spock and, uh, <laughs> and Nicholas Myers was like, yeah, okay, we can do that. And so, and so they just going to bring you back though. Yeah. So, well, they, they agreed to have him go out like a boss saving like the ship. And around this time, it was kind of weird. Cause like Nimoy was very much like, I want to break out of this like Spock mold that I've been put mm -hmm. in. I don't want to be Spock anymore. Um, and he had such a good time working on this movie. Like it was so much of a better time than the original, than the original film that he was like, you know, why don't we leave it open so that I could come back if I Somehow, wanted to. Somewhere yeah. is. A genius way that they did it too. Uh, but talking about the, um, yeah. uh, talking about the characters and stuff and how they actually were able to make them feel like a crew again. Like mm -hmm. the first, the thing that I really missed about the first one is I didn't feel like, except for Bones and Kirk. The rest of the crew kind of felt like they were pushed well, to the, the side. The, the first one, I kind of felt like they just wanted to let everybody know that these characters were still there. Yeah. It just, it just didn't you know? feel like they knew each other, though. Yeah. Like, this in this one, they, it actually feels like a crew mm -hmm. that's been working together for years. This, 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 this is a – not the sequel, but it's the spiritual successor to the series in yeah. my brain. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And, and what I liked mm -hmm. is that, I, like, I didn't see Space Seed until I'd probably seen this movie, like, a couple mm -hmm. dozen times. And uh, you don't need to have seen Space Seed no. to appreciate this movie. Not at all. It, it, Obviously. It, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it works as a standalone. In fact, it's kind of cool that you can like watch this movie and go, oh, well, now I want to go watch that episode of <laughs> Old I Star Trek. I kind of do now. But I, it, it's it's kind of cool. I, you I should. think I want to save it and just like start the show and watch it. In yeah. Well, well, well you, you know what's funny is that Ricardo Montalban, you know, he played Khan in Space yeah. Seed. And when Harv Bennett um, and Nicholas Myers came on board and they developed this script and all this stuff and they were getting ready How to go. How much time is between the episode and the movie? About the same amount of time. 15, as, 15 years. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. That's okay. why he said 15 years ago. They yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So. so so basically they do all this work. They get the script written. Like everything's based around Khan. And then one day someone's like, has anyone asked Ricardo yeah. Montalban if he wants to come back for this? <gasps> and everyone was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and at the time he was doing a TV series uh, called Fantasy Island. And uh, he, like, like everyone was like, he may not even be available for yeah, this he movie. Was, he was pretty big about this. Yeah. Time. 
And so like uh, they went and asked him and, and he was like, I always loved that character. Yeah, yeah, I'll come back. And everyone was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. He's really cool too. He's such he's a – so good oh, He's it. like a freaking Shakespearean poetic guy. Yes. So good. He's iconic. He spits it like I uh, spit with my last uh, breath. I spit on you. With hell's, yeah. Oh, hell's from hell's heart, heart I stab at thee. It's amazing. By Grapthor's hammer. hammer. <laughs> that's that's where that comes yes. from. Cred. That's yes. where it comes from. Amazing. Yeah, but it, it's kind of funny because like in like when Chekhov and that other uh, captain guy kind of go into their little. Um, hut i guess on, yeah. on that planet it's like a broken down ship right yeah it's, yeah but they they like if in the books in the background you can see moby dick mm-hmm. and you know in the very final scene right before Khan dies you know those are quotes from, from moby, moby dick, dick. Nice. yeah like Captain they, ahab. yeah basically Khan goes full ahab in this yeah and it's awesome <laughs> it's so amazing awesome. it's good it's good stuff and um, like his sweater that's okay like, oh yeah <laughs> I, showing off his man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that's, that's his chest, dude. It is. That's yeah. his chest. Why does it look like plastic? Because but, it's not. Yeah, because it's so shiny. All, all the uh, all, all the fans always thought that it was a prosthetic chest. I saw, I've always thought yeah. that. No, no, you guys are telling me that that's, that's real. Real. It, it's, it's actually Ricardo Montalban's chest. Like he he said that he would do like like. 200 push-ups a day. I was gonna. Like I'm that. like the dude shredded. He was ripped. <laughs> but I always thought it was fake. No. Wow, that's amazing. That was a rumor. Yeah, so it, it's actually a rumor, a fan rumor that uh, he had a prosthetic chest during this movie. For the life of me, <laughs> all the years I've been growing up watching this movie, I always was like, there's something not right. That's pure, that. that's it's, pure Montalban, my that's friend. That's just <laughs> like greasy muscularness. That's, that's amazing. That's him, man. Good for him. Yeah, him. yeah, he was he was what in his fifties, and he was like super buff. I don't know, least. man. He, he always he always kind of filled out that that Fantasy Island white leisure suit. Pretty good. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. yeah, he did. That's why he wanted that freaking V, giant V. It's like, I look good. Oh, I've yeah. been working hard on these pecs. Hell yeah. Show them off. Show them off. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, how's the cut on this sweater? And he was like, lower. Lower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was I looking, want you to make my, I can't even, I, all my all my accents sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> sound like stupid Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I, like, you, you know, uh, he was just so smooth in this movie. Like, he, he looked great. He, he sounded great. Like, he just had that Shakespearean kind of like aura to him where yeah. like whenever he delivered his lines, they were like, so Butter. deliciously evil. There's, yeah. there's, there's only one villain that I ever go to after Darth Vader con and it's con. When I think of like favorite nerd movie villains, yeah. it's yeah. like there's Vader and then there's con Noonie and Singh. Yeah. And, and, and there's no other else. No one else. You, you know, so. there's that scene in here where, uh, Kirk yells, you know, the name and it yeah. echoes. Yeah. And I often wonder, like, would that scene be as iconic if it weren't for the Seinfeld episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was iconic. Be- it was iconic. I think so that's why Seinfeld yes. did it, because yeah. it was yeah. already iconic. Yeah. It was already a meme. <laughs> um, it's just so funny. I mean, how- I mean if, if you think about his performance and how iconic he is and everything, this is from one movie that he did the acting in front of somebody that wasn't William Shatner. He yeah, did, he him did the scenes by himself. Never on set they were together. never, yeah, they were never on set together and it was all him. And he's in this movie for maybe 15 minutes, probably not even that long. So when you compare how long he is, his performances to these other iconic baddies that we all lug and love. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's saying something. I mean, it really is. He just, he, this character is, 
He made a big impression. It's something special, yeah. you know, and, and people aren't having it when people like Benedict Cumberbatch come along and I was wondering, try it. do you it's guys, like, that probably wasn't a wise decision to bring probably that Probably not. Back. Probably not. And, and then he tried to hide it and say, yeah, it wasn't it's actually like, oh, him. we're going to like flip the There's script and blah, blah, blah. Mystery but we're, we're, We'll talk about that movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> but oh, no, uh, but Khan is iconic. It, yeah. I mean, he just, everything about him reeks and oozes. Evil awesomeness, yeah. and evilness, and coolness. You know, revenge. Like, revenge. Yeah. So I, I forgot to mention in the first movie uh, when they replaced all the uh, so like it, in the first movie the Vulcans speak Vulcan and the Klingons speak Klingon, mm-hmm. and originally it was all in English, and in post production they decided to make them into alien languages. So James Doohan invented languages, both Vulcan and Klingon. Uh, that would match the lip movements of the actors oh, wow. in post-production. Oh and they did the same thing uh, in this movie where basically every time Spock and uh, oh, what's uh, Kirstie Alley's character's name? Savik. Savik. So every time Spock and Savik are talking to each other in Vulcan, uh, they're speaking in English. And Doohan went back and created language to match their lips and then in post-production, they just like uh, read it off like, you know, uh, a cue card. card type thing. And it just awesome. and it just matched uh, what they were saying on screen. That's so clever. Growing up, um, there's one scene that always kind of traumatized me. And it's the, the earwig, earwig. The earwig yeah. scene. Yeah. I, I told yes. you that. I was, I was like, every time I watched that scene as a kid, I would have nightmares. Oh, my it's God. super freaky. So I, scary. I did learn something about this scene that I did not know before this week. What's that? Because I've never really gone back and like researched this. I'm, yeah, I'm just going to yeah. drink it. Um, but uh (laughs) um i did not know that that scene was filmed using a giant prosthetic ear (laughs) Ear. really yeah oh it's so obvious it's like it's like a three foot big ear (laughs) yeah yeah i i I did not know this i I mean i knew i knew i I knew it looked like it was like a plastic prosthetic yeah but i didn't know it was so big oh that's what you're saying okay it was was cool yeah i was like wow (laughs) they'd be they made a giant ass Jabba the Hutt beer ear. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, one, one day uh, as a prank, uh, the IOM guys came back in, and uh, someone had left a a two, two scale size Q tip next to the ear. <laughs> they actually <laughs> built like a Q tip uh, that was to scale to the ear and left yeah. it there. It but that was like just to me, like growing up, that was a, a really like it imprinted on me that moment where like Khan was like, and you know what these are? These are they're gonna burrow into your brain and attach to your your spinal cord and make you very suggestive. Uh-huh. Jude was convinced that they were going to kill them off through those things. Like, like she was like, Oh my God, they can't kill Chekhov. Please tell me they don't kill Chekhov. I love that Italian son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't wait for Jude to like, make can take a journey through the series. Oh man, it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. Need be to, fun. It's almost like you need to chronicle all of that. Okay. On, like your own YouTube channel. Okay. For real. That would be super Star fun. Trek first timer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite stories from this movie is uh, it comes from Nicholas Meyer. He shared it on uh, one of the DVD commentaries and it has to do with him directing uh, William Shatner. Mm. And, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, as a director, you know, 90% of your job is like dealing with actors and, and communicating like, you know, your vision to like the crew and stuff like that. And there was a scene in this movie where Shatner was just overacting his butt off, like going full Shatner. Yeah. You know? and full, full Shatner is the best Shatner. Oh, it, it is. But, 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 but he was like, you know. Well, it's like he's on a stage yeah. and he's like acting to the camera who that's right here as though he's on a stage. But, but it was one of those, I'm really 
acting over here like, like moments and 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 nicholas myers like he knew that like shatner like if he went to shatner and be like dial it back a bit like shatner wouldn't listen to him so he just kept saying like like let's do it again let's do it like he just kept doing take after take until shatner got tired yeah. and, 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 and by then he, he was like he, he was like oh you know like uh he he's acting at a normal level <laughs> I, I always thought like that's one of those great like director tricks where you know like had he tried to direct Shatner it would have backfired but if he just let Shatner burn himself out like, you know, like, you see, I'm laughing at your superior intellect <laughs> con that's another thing I loved about this movie is Kirk was a freaking boss yeah, he was movie. oh like, my god he really like, they really showed like how smart he was it reminded me of um of that episode I forget what it was I think it was um like it was a takeoff on run silent run deep in the original series where it basically it's a submarine battle. Oh yeah. In the, space. the, 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 the ends, the end battle is 100% a submarine battle. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it really is one of those like, um, um, submarine kind of showdown type things. In fact, I think they even based it off of like a movie that, uh, Harv Bennett was uh, involved in, but, uh, there's an episode of the original series like that where he's doing it with a Vulcan commander and I remember that episode so vividly from from watching it as a kid because it was like such a tense episode. It was like super like like you know battle of the wits type thing. Yeah. And it was the same thing in, in in here where like as soon as like uh, Kirk is fully engaged and like trying to like battle Khan and it's like a battle of the wits in addition mm-hmm. to all this other stuff. Um, the, the movie just takes on like a whole nother level. Yeah, it's and really that's good. that's a big thing that the series is based off of is those old submarine movies where. That tension is like freaking pal- yeah. pal- what is the word palpable pal- palpable palpable it's amazing yeah. uh, <laughs> but you get like you get you feel that tension because there's like no music and all it is is just Kirk versus the other bad guy who you can't see but you you know it's got that little electronic beep in the background that iconic Star Star Trek freaking mm-hmm. doop, 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 like and you're just sitting there like oh my god what's gonna happen but yeah you're right like that's the one thing I was really missing about the first the motion picture too is like the whole time. That young captain guy was like, Kirk, you don't know enough about this ship to be able to be in command. You know, I'm the one who knows this bolt by bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kirk kind of got pushed aside. <laughs> like, and that, listen, like, listen, young whippers. Yeah, but he's like, you know, and he, the whole thing with the phasers, right? You can't use the phasers. They'll backfire, blah, 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 whatever the reason was. In this movie, Kirk was the freaking man, dude. Yeah. He, he called all the shots. Everybody was just like, what's the next move, boss? And he's like, let's do this. And it freaking worked. The, the thing that I thought was weird about this movie and the f- motion picture was that both 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 movies the enterprise is like on a training or a shakedown cruise mm-hmm. so like is that a disadvantage yeah a yeah, bit. yeah yeah it's an under sure. a little bit of an underdog story too so uh so what did you guys think about the genesis project because i thought that was a really oh, cool it was concept it was super cool yeah. super cool yeah, like yeah. life creation from nothing and Mm-hmm. Just that whole aspect of using it as a weapon. It's it's very Star Trek. Yeah. It yeah. really makes you think, do we have the uh, ability to control this power? And if we do. Oh, we'll so now we just snap our fingers and Genesis and we just, you know, I, I don't remember the lines because I'm kind of <laughs> drunk right now. Because I, I used to be able to quote that like verbatim. But oh, that little. Uh, the, Bones is Bones is line. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause that's, that's another, there's, there's so many iconic quotables in this movie. Yeah. It's great. I, this movie, I, I don't know if you guys know how much I love this movie. I can tell. I, uh, I just, I love this movie. Um, I'm going to tell you my grade now. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to break my rule. Okay. Because uh-huh. this, this is, this is a five star movie. <gasps> what? 
Wait, yeah. you, you mean this is Indiana Jones? This, this is an Indiana Jones movie wow. for me. This is like it's up I there. Have, I have wow. so much love for this movie, and I don't know if it's because the movie is that good or if it's just because I have so many fond, fun memories with my nerd friends enjoying this movie because mm. it's not perfect. Indiana Jones is perfect, but there's something about this movie that just reeks of is awesomeness. There, you know, it's just I, I I'm almost in tears right now because I love this movie. <laughs> oh, so I thought that was just you being drunk. No, no, no. I, I just <laughs> it, 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 this movie brings a, a visceral, emotional response wow. to me, and I, I don't even know why. It's really strange to me, but um, there's just something about this movie that makes me feel young and yeah. hopeful and like a kid again and. It's 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 just one of those things that like hits me in that spot. Yeah, you know, this is you a know, movie so. that basically saved the franchise. It yeah, was, it was like after the motion picture kind of like hit with a thud, and the TV series had been off for mm-hmm. like a couple years. Nobody expected Star Trek to become a phenomenon, and this was the movie that kind of springboarded the the franchise. Yeah. And um, I think Star Wars yeah. needs something like this. They need something that will kind of like save the franchise from this you know, is the this this is down. what the mandalorian could have been until the jenner carano stuff happened is as far as that kind of what you're talking <sighs> I mean, about there i do like the mandalorian it's just, but it's not it's not this but, level no it's not but it could have been and it's just they need another movie but i don't want to talk about star wars and neither do i yeah. i don't want to talk about star wars. <laughs> you, you know this, when, this when movie it, is special okay and there's just there's no other word to describe it one of the great things that this movie did is it kind of set the stage for the movies going forward mm-hmm. because shatner when he signed on to do this movie he was like telling them like you know with the right makeup with the right workout routine i can still play kirk as a young guy yeah. and nicholas myers was like you know what we don't want to put you through that mm-hmm. you know we want the crew to age and so he, they wrote in the crew aging into the script and that allowed them to like play their age as opposed to like trying to be like, oh, this is a few years after the original series. And mm-hmm. because he didn't want the actors so focused on their appearance, he wanted them focused on their characters. And that really opened the door for a lot of stories going forward in, in the movie franchise. Mm. So it was a very smart move. Where it's, can I get that sweater? That's amazing. <laughs> We're watching it right now. And you Con's sweater, Con is in full glory. If I'm, you I'm, know where I can get still, that sweater, pop I, it in the comments. I would bet you that there's some cosplayer on Etsy that will make you. Yeah. The con outfit. There's just so much good stuff in this movie. Like you guys know that I love eighties movies like mm-hmm. so much. And and I'm looking at it and I'm just seeing like the costumes and the hair and it, the the accessories. I'm just I'm I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like um like Bones and Kirk are like the mom and dad of the crew. They are. And they're like sitting by the fire in their lazy boy chairs, talking <laughs> about their day. What are we going to do with these crazy kids? Kirstie Alley's <laughs> wait, running the ship. Wait till, and, we, wait till we get Star Trek five and they're at a campfire. Uh, <laughs> can't wait. You're going to love that. Yeah. Um, so originally Kim Cattrall, they wanted Kim Cattrall to play Savick, uh, Kirstie Alley's character. Okay. Yeah. And when they couldn't get Kim Cattrall, they got an actress who looked very close to her, which yeah. was Kirstie Alley. Yeah. And they kept trying to get Kim Cattrall for the character, and they didn't succeed until Star Trek VI. And by that time, she was like, I don't want to play a character played by other actresses. So <laughs> they created the a new Which was probably yeah, the they, correct they, move. They created yeah. a new character for her. But one of my favorite scenes in, in this movie, so like, you know, at the very end when Spock sacrifices himself to save the show. Oh, are we going to this? Oh, yeah, now? we should go there, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... Basically, I was very upset 
Yeah, Jude didn't believe they were going to kill him off. Well, because oh. I was like, I know he's in other movies. And, the, and then I was like, are they going to pull an Aaliyah? And it's not even him in the rest of the movies? Oh, my God. that was, Listen, That's not even him? Let me, let me, let me tell you. I, I remember when this happened in, in real life, okay? And they killed Spock. People didn't know he was coming back. Mm. This made national news. It made waves. This was like <laughs> this was like death of Superman type of shit. Well, yeah, you, you know what okay? happened. And it was people were mad and people were sad. It's like they fucking killed Spock. Are you crazy? Yeah, so and it the, was wild. The rumor was that Roddenberry was so pissed at being sidelined mm-hmm. that they were trying to keep under wraps that Spock was going to get killed off, and Roddenberry leaked it. Oh, and so people oh. knew before the movie came out that Spock was going to die and there was like this huge backlash. And so the studio had to go to Leonard Nimoy and be like, Hey, are you sure? Like you don't want to come back? And he's like, I'll come back. And so, uh, they put out the word that like, you know, Oh, Spock's not, not gone for good. He's going to come back yeah. in the next movie. And they were trying to do damage control for this one. But, it's like, but the rumor is that Roddenberry tried to specifically like tank this movie. Yeah. There's this, the scene at the end, where Spock goes in and sacrifices himself in, in the, in the, in the, in the engine room and stuff. Um, to this day, I've seen this movie. I bet you, I bet you I've seen this movie 120, 130 times. I still get emotional. Really? Yeah. I still get emotional. It's such, it's such a a powerful emotional scene. It really is. There's, there's two scenes in this, in in this movie where I, I almost tear up. I'm almost there right now. Just thinking (laughs) about it. It's the scene where, they do the the uh, the, 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 the needs of the many yeah. outweigh the needs of the few mm-hmm. or the one, and they're behind the glass. Yeah, and he's That's, talking about I've always been your friend. I, I, oh. I, you have been and forever, always shall be your whatever your friend. You know. Yeah. And and that's that's strong. Oh yeah. That's super strong. I'm, uh, uh, I'm breathe, like, Matt, breathe. I, I don't even have the same connection yeah. to this movie you yeah. do, and I still feel it's, it. It's I, I'm for sure. I'm super emotional at this second, and. Two minutes after that, they hit us with the funeral. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced, and I don't know if it's true, but the scene where Kurt goes, he's human. I'm crying. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he breaks down, man. That's that's strong. I'm I'm 100% convinced that that was legit. He was crying in that, that scene. He was really feeling emotional during that. Um, fuck me, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're crying is making me cry. And uh, the, the, I think that's that scene. That we're nerds, Jude. I love you guys. <laughs> I think I think it's that scene that endears this movie. Oh yeah, to me, it, it, as much as it does. You know, it's just it's strong. You, you know, it's, it's so strong. It, it's very funny because this movie was done for like a fraction of the budget. Yeah, that uh, the the first movie was, was made. That in fact, you can see like all you can you can see how they like, reused a lot of the special effects from the first movie. That's it's re- so beautiful. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed and, and, right and, now. And yet. <laughs> Even though this movie isn't as te- technologically um, sophisticated as the first movie, it's so much more emotionally satisfying uh-huh. um, that I think that's one of the reasons why fans overall just say this is the best one because it has that that emotion um, connected to it that you can get teared up watching you know two best friends like losing one another, uh, Spock sacrificing himself like yeah. it, and and then, then like the final. Uh, which was the, the very first fully uh, VF, VFX computer-generated uh, sequence in a movie, uh, which was the genesis of the planet, you mm-hmm. know, when the genesis goes off. 
um, at the end when you see like Spock's coffin and you hear Leonard Nimoy give that. Yeah. that oh, that, yeah. Oh God. It was it's like <laughs> they're, they're making Le- Nimoy do the, the, the outro seriously. It was so poetic. It was really great. I was like, they created this brand new beautiful planet. The first thing they do is litter a dead body on it. <laughs> it was, <laughs> I was like, but there was a reason for humans. that. But, uh, there's, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much longer we're going about but, this movie, but this, there, there was a great scene at the end where basically um, Jim, you know, Bones is um, kind of looking at Spock after they get him out of the radiation chamber. And James Doohan says, like, you know, um, uh, you know he, he's gone. He's dead already. Yeah, he's dead already. And originally in the script, um, Bones was supposed to say he's dead, Jim, uh, which is, you know, one of his, like, famous, like, lines. Yeah. And DeForest Kelly was afraid that it would cause laughter in, yeah. a, in a moment where, you know, audiences should be crushed by losing Spock. Yeah. And, and they were. Yeah. And and so basically he he told James Doohan, hey, you say the line. Yeah. And and but don't say he's dead, Jim. Say it differently. And so like that's what they went with. I think that was the right call. I mean, I think sure. I think this is one of the top three, top five movie deaths of all time. Maybe maybe that. top two. It was it was something, man. And it was See, there's the ship. You know, and and Nicholas, My- <laughs> Nicholas Myers was pissed that they decided to bring Spock back. He, he was like, Spock needed to stay dead. Like, like, uh, like I, it, I it had to mean something. It's it, almost like the the Harrison Ford thing, where it was talking about Han Solo. Like, he mm-hmm. needs to stay dead, otherwise, yeah. it doesn't doesn't do. Anything. I I, 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 I would know. I would disagree with that. Now, at the time, man, it felt like years. It felt like an eternity between two and three, and yeah. when we got Spock back. But yeah, it was. It was something, man. It was something. Um, well, let's do you. You gave it five out of five. Uh, yeah, this is this is my the, the second, second movie. My only my second movie of all time that I'm giving five stars to. You're very selective. I I'm, like I am, and it's just this movie is it's, it's special to me. Yeah, it, it holds a very high level of of a. Uh, it's interesting whatever. that you you said like I'll give it a five out of five, and I know it's not perfect, but I honestly I can't think of any like criticism except for the. VFX are a little aged, but I, I yeah. can't criticize that because yeah. it was made. It's just this in a different. Time. I have I've I might have seen this movie more times than Empire. Wow, I'm not joking. How come you're not Matt Con seventy four? <laughs> because it was already taken. I, I, I imprinted with Vader at a very young age. Okay, you know yeah. this. You know um, Star Trek. I grew into Vader was my first. It's like he was, he was he was my first cool villain. Vader's your life years. partner, but Star Trek is your family. Yeah, kind go. of. That's a good analogy. Jude, yeah. what do you give this for uh, a rating? Oh my gosh, I loved it so much. Uh I have no complaints about it. It like the the relationships between the characters and you really cared and then you find out that like uh Captain Kirk is his, is is the baby daddy, and <laughs> uh, and the new planet, and Spock Spock's death, and it just in the, the pecs and the sweaters and and the jewelry and the and the feathered hair. I love it. Um, I I, I want to leave room for watching the rest of it, so I'm only going to give it four and a half. Um, okay, that's good. That's good Genesis. Okay. Genesis. <laughs> four and a half. Come on. <laughs> Candice, what about you? What do you give this for a rating? Uh, I, I do give it four. Con <laughs> uh, out, out of five. Uh, it's a good, 
it's the best Trek film. It's a fantastic Hands movie. Uh, it actually had a, a good script, a good director. Uh, the cast was firing in all cylinders. Everything about this movie is just fantastic, especially as a Trek fan. Like, like the, this is a movie that will make you a Trek fan. So. If it doesn't, there's no hope for you. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, for me, four out of five, uh, live long and prosperous. Um, I adore this movie. Uh, I, like I said before, I don't connect as much as you do to this crew, mm-hmm. but watching this movie brings me a little bit of that feeling and, and I, I can, I can watch it anytime. Somebody throws it on. Yeah. Well, Wrath of Khan, let's watch. I've let's watched this. I've watched this thing with my kids. It'd be amazing. From Hell's Heart. I stab, I stab at thee. <laughs> <laughs> so freaking good. All right, guys. That's our discussion for Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, before we move on to the next one, a real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you like this content, please consider subscribing to our YouTube channel on SaltyNerdVideo.com. Like, subscribe on all our videos. We have a lot of content there that is not available to the Spotify and iTunes crowd. So if you're listening to this podcast audio only, go to our YouTube channel, and we have a ton of really cool. We do top five videos, trailer reactions, all kinds of really cool stuff. And we're trying to get that magical 1,000 subscribers that we can get monetized and uh, move the brand forward and continue making awesome content for you. That's saltynerdvideo.com. All right. Last movie on our list today is Star Trek Three: The Sp- Search for Spock. Jude, hit us with the synopsis. All right. 1984, Star Trek, The Search for Spock. Rated PG with a runtime of 1 hour 45 minutes. Had a budget of $17 million. What do you think it brought in? After the Wrath of Khan and people were freaking out about Spock being dead, um, $150 million. What did Khan bring in? Uh, 90, 97 I think. Yeah, under 100 I don't think this movie did as well. What was the number for Khan again? I know I just asked, but I wasn't kidding. <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> uh, under it 100 was 97. 97 I'm going to go 75 Hmm. 87 Okay. Really? It didn't, yeah. it didn't do that well? No. Oh, people were still upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So in the wake of Spock's ultimate deed of sacrifice, Admiral Kirk and the enterprise crew returned to earth for some essential, re- for some essential repairs to their ship. When they arrive at space dock, they are shocked to discover that the enterprise is to be decommissioned. Even worse, Dr. McCoy bones, uh, begins acting strangely. And Scotty has been reassigned to another ship. Kirk is forced to steal back the Enterprise and head across space to the Genesis planet to save Spock and bring him to Vulcan. Unbeknownst to them, the Klingons are planning to steal the secrets of the Genesis device for their own deadly purpose. Those goddamn Klingons. Christopher Lloyd. I know, dude. Amazing. Here are my notes. Loving this inner monologue. Kirk's sideburns are sharp AF. (laughs) Kirk is wearing a leather jacket to signify that he's a badass. Scotty's wearing a smoking jacket, and Bones is wearing his Indiana Jones outfit. Uh, stop. <laughs> Sulu is wearing a leather cape. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's wearing their adventure gear. So badass. Yeah. It's like so And <laughs> In the climactic fight, Kirk's wearing a pink shirt. <laughs> A pink pirate shirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. With billowy sleeves. The, the, because the, he gives no Fs. <laughs> the vodka's kicking in right He's now. like, I'm, I'm a pirate. Um, I'm a space I'm a pirate. Space pirate. I'm a barbarian space fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, vodka. <laughs> Hello. All, All right. right. Oh, the, oh, the dramatic side eyes. Like, they're, they're like, 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, uh, oh my God, they killed Christopher Lloyd's dog. He's going to go John Wick. <laughs> and my final note, holy shit, the pageantry. If I wasn't like blasted on vodka right now, I could probably tell you the name and breed of that dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't remember. <laughs> That's drink. how much of a trek nerd I used to be. Drink responsibly. <laughs> it's a Targ? Is it a Targ? I, I don't know. Somebody fact check me. Uh, it's a Targ. I'm sure Nick will. Nick's in the comments right now. Nick, is it a Targ? <laughs> so, yeah. uh, you, you know, as much praise as we heaped on Ricardo Montalban for Khan, dude, Christopher Lloyd uh, is an I amazing love, villain. I love Commander movie. Krug, dude. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> <laughs> he's. I. I mean, I love the character. I love Christopher Lloyd. Of course, he's iconic. But to, he just doesn't have the same, the same impact that Khan. True, did. but he's still like a really good bad guy. He's. He's, he's my favorite part of this movie. Oh yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, he's. He's just. So what a lot of people don't really. I don't think under. Maybe well, Trek nerds know, but this is like the first time we get into some Klingon stuff. Yeah. Since like 1967. It's also the first time they had like the head ridges. And yeah, stuff. This yeah. Like, this is, well, no, that's not true. That was from Star Trek The Motion Picture. They redesigned the Klingons for Star Trek The Motion Picture and then they kept going with it here. But the the, the, the the part on the motion picture, we only got like the first like five minutes of five it. minutes yeah. of it where they're doing some weird Klingon shit when he goes into V'ger. But this is like we get some like Klingon stuff. Yeah. Here. Like you originally they, they wanted – the bad guys to be Vulcans, but uh, I think the studio said, like, no, let's keep going with the Klingons because they're already kind of established as bad guys. Yeah. 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 And then I'm, and I mean, this is the, this is the, 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 the beginning of the, the Klingons the, going forward for through, TNG through the next generation and yeah. DS9 and all that kind of stuff with the design mm-hmm. and the, the outfit and the uniform and, and even the, the culture too. And the culture and the yeah. language and the, you know, it was, I, I mean, the freaking cloaked bird of prey. Yeah. Oh, it was dude. so iconic. Yeah. It was really, it really was. And Set the precedent. It, it still is. It still is. Yeah. These, these, these new Klingons, the they have in this bullshit new Klingon, this new Star Trek stuff, <laughs> the Klingorks, those are bullshit. Those aren't Klingons. Those are. It's a, it was a yeah. weird design choice to, to change. Cause yeah. it's like, they're so iconic at this point. Like yeah. in the original series, the Klingons look completely different. They basically just looked like a till of Well, the they were, they were, they were humans with uh, an Asian slant. Yeah. Yeah. And so. then moving forward, they changed them to make more alien. They were, they were like they Mongols. Yeah. 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 Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they sure. were the conquerors. They were the yeah. Khans. Yeah. Is that, were, the, is that a thing? Oh my God. I just connected that dot. <laughs> Hello. I'm an idiot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, there's just this movie. What are we, we're on, we're on. Okay, so I, would, I just wanted to say, like, as far as bringing a dead character back, I appreciate that in some way this worked. It like, made sense, lot, right? It did make sense. Yes. A lot of times when they bring characters back, it's some freaking high jinxy, yeah. weird ass ba- narrative backflip. The whole movie is about how we're bringing Spock. Back. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's it's not just some like, oh, here's Spock. Yeah, and it's it like, wasn't. What? And it wasn't just like out of left field. It actually had a lot to do with was, the last movie, mm-hmm. with the Genesis I mean, and all yeah. that stuff, and how it like the radiation like recreated. People were so cells. like twisted after Wrath of Khan. Yeah, but the name of the movie, the search for Spock. Yeah, yeah. Like, orig- oh, originally, shit. the movie was it was going to be called Star Trek Three um, Genesis or Project Genesis or something like that, but because 
the studio wanted to let people know that they were bringing Spock back. <laughs> yeah, well, the day. Kinda, kinda <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out that he didn't show up till the very end, though. It was like some weird teenage Spock version. Well, well, you know, um, so Leonard well, Nimoy actually directed this. Yeah, he was movie. The, he was the director. I was going to go there. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was the director. This was his first directorial feature film, and it was the first time a cast member from the original crew, um, you know, directed a, a Star Trek um, film. And they wanted to bring the studio wanted to bring Nicholas Myers back, the guy who directed um, Star Trek Two, but Myers was still like so pissed off that they were bringing. <laughs> you know, Spock back that he refused to to work on it. I love how invested. I uh, um I love how invested everyone who was involved in all of these is in like the story moving forward. Like mm-hmm. you know they're like oh, I'm so pissed they killed Spock. I'm not coming back. Well, this, this Flipping is, tables and walking off. This is a direct just, sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, you, you, it takes place you, like a you, day you later. Watch these back to uh, back. It's, it's a couple weeks after. Is yeah. it weeks? Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think because he was still flying back after his battle with Khan. Well, it was when they the were. It was station. when they were flying into Earth. But they're not like like they don't have warp power and shit. Like I don't. I don't. There's there's they're problems. Warp. I mean, the Enterprise is jacked up. That's what I love about that too. Well, this yeah. is one of those things that you guys I've heard you guys talk about, like how um, heartwarming and it, it just this Star Trek just is a franchise that makes you feel good Mm -hmm. and now that i've seen it um i agree with you and you can tell like how much everyone who's involved in the making of it loves it Mm -hmm. you can tell it's it's really it's it's handled with with care (laughs) back then it was (laughs) well i mean i've only seen the three movies so that's it that's exactly it she's she's figured it out and the only star trek she's seen is the the first first three three movies movies. (laughs) she's never even seen the series and she understands already the difference between old 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 Star Trek and this new bullshit. Because we've us. watched the new stuff with you, like and Picard and stuff like that, right? Have you watched that? Mm-mm. You haven't watched Picard. I thought Mm-mm. she did the review with Picard with us. No, she's she set out. I, I, no, I didn't watch that. Oh, okay. No, we we brought in Danny. Yeah, Picard. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, I, I know it's easy to get the two of them mixed <laughs> up, so. but um, <laughs> that I'm actually very proud of you right now. Oh, thanks. Because Katie. you do, you get it. Thanks. You well, get it. I'm very logical. She's gonna go full salty nerd when we get to the new show. Oh, you're you're gonna hate the new show. Oh, I'm, okay, so I'm really looking forward to watching more, but I'm really not looking forward to I like I just fell in love with this, and I don't want to break up already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the things that confused, like it, it's funny before we re- rewatched it for the podcast, mm-hmm. I must have seen this movie like I don't know half a dozen times, mm-hmm. and um, growing up, I never knew that. Um, Robin Curtis's character was Savick, which was Kirstie Alley's character. Oh, you did not know that? I thought that it was a completely different I didn't catch di- that either. Yeah, I thought it was a completely I different mean, one. It, and, and it could have been a different character. It, it, it could have it been. It didn't really matter. No, it didn't. But like when, when we were rewatching it, I was sitting there and I was like, wait a minute. Is that Kirstie Alley's uh, character that she's playing? And we looked up on IMDb and sure enough, it was the same I think character. this was about the time she was on Cheers, right? No, what happened was uh, when when they cast her – so everyone was expecting Star Trek II to be the last Star Trek movie. Mm-hmm. So they only cast Kirstie Alley for like uh, one movie. And it was kind of funny because when she went in to do the uh, like the audition, she was such a huge Star Trek fan growing up that she just did a, a – a Leonard Nimoy impression for her audition. And and it turns out like she nailed it and that's why they cast her. And so uh, when they wanted to bring her back for this movie, uh, her agents wanted way more money. And, and basically uh, one of, one of the things about the Star Trek films is that the reason they're so profitable 
is because they were able to cater to a very specific fan base for a low budget, so mm-hmm. under twenty million. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, and and so basically they were like, you you want too much money, you're not that big of an actress. And this was kind of like when her career was on the rise, mm-hmm. and I think like after this she got cast in Cheers. Um, but um, basically because her salary demands were so high, they were like, we're just going to recast the role. And and that's what they did. But it was kind of funny because Leonard Nemo was like, uh, can we get Kim Cattrall uh, for this role? <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 she, and she was busy doing stuff. And so we got this Robin it. Curtis chick. She'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. So she, she was fine. And that, did, that fingering we- scene. Oof. Oof. Sure. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, okay. It's like, I'm not going to pawn far with Salty. So. <laughs> And Kadish, and Kadish kind of seems to want to watch. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm down the, for some Pond Far. Do you, guys, right. do, here. <laughs> do you guys know if this is the first occasion of a, of like setting up the Pond Far for the Vulcans? Is this the no. movie where it started? Or is that from the series? I think series? That, that was all established in the series. In the series At it least, was? Yeah. Did Spock go through it? I mean, here's the episode where, where Spock has to go back to Vulcan to get his groove on. Yeah. You know, Dude, it, I it, love it's, it's iconic because it's the scene. It's the, it's the episode where him and Kirk fight. Oh, and, is that the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's the one that Cable Guy made fun of, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's one of the top five. It's all school Trek <laughs> okay. episodes for sure. Okay, cool. I didn't know if they had referenced it in the original series or not because it's funny. Like every seven years, every Vulcans get really horny. <laughs> every okay. single Star Trek show has at least one, probably more. Of a pond far episode. I mean, they get so horny. They want to murder every people. seven years that if they don't like get their nut, yeah. they die. You remember when when Tuvok so. when Tuvok was stranded in the Delta oh, yeah. Quadrant uh, and he couldn't uh, <laughs> and he had like, to go bang a freaking computerized version, yeah, hell, a hologram. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's like, dude, just use your hand. Come on. <laughs> I love this aspect of Vulcan no, culture. You know, he's figuring it out. <laughs> he's just oh, oh, Vulcan masturbation. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we're good. It's like, I can't believe I just yeah, did that. Alex, you got to do the O face. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it gives new meaning to the Vulcan symbol, too. Like, what are they God, saying when they do so that? so dirty. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, these movies are surprisingly sexual. Filthy. A lot of penetration going uh-huh. on. If Vulcans finger each other. <laughs> and then they do this to you, like, what are you trying to say, bro? Well, well it's like live long and prosper. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, hey. yeah. For those of you who can't see, it's Alex. What if you the, can? Uh, what if you can double do it? Can you guys? Do oh, it? I Vulcan can double do it. That's I the double. DP. Oh, in <laughs> the Vulcans. The Vulcans. The Vulcan DP. <laughs> Isn't it? Well, this is the this is the shocker, right? Yeah, that's the shocker. <laughs> Two in the stink, one in the pink. Yep. So, <laughs> no, 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 this is the shocker. What are like we that? doing? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, it does, you could change it up, you know. <laughs> Moving on. You anyway, can do it however you want to. <laughs> booze is kicking in, but anyway, <laughs> I um, think the booze kicked. <laughs> I'm not, I'm it is no longer kicking. You, you better pawn farm me pretty soon. I'm going to be really upset. Stop pressuring me. My pawn farm, my choice. Yeah, don't date pawn farm her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to do some public pawn farming. 
<laughs> my biggest criticism about this movie is like this like weird teenage version of Spock who does nothing but moan for like 20 minutes out well, of the movie. Well, it's because he doesn't, he doesn't have his brain. I know. Well, I get it. Do I you understand. remember being a teenager? <laughs> there was a lot of pomparing. It was just a lot of this yeah. going on. It was just a bit much. <laughs> I, I, they could have toned that down a little bit because I was kind of like getting disconnected from Spock at that point. I'm like, Jesus oh! Christ. Yeah, he's just sitting there like moaning on the ground. I'm like, I'm done, dude. Like, please move on. <laughs> Can we have like Leonard Nimoy come back? I please? need to stick my fingers in something. <laughs> oh. So what was the deal with um, Captain Styles, the captain of the uh, Excelsior, with um, that weird futuristic riding crop that he just carried around everywhere? I don't know what you're talking about. Like like the captain of, of the advanced starship. Mm-hmm. Like he just walks around with like this weird stick. Yeah, uh, it looked like um, – like, like a like an S&M uh, <laughs> yeah, <I> whip. <laughs> his command He's just prod. hanging out with it. Here's here's what I get out of the, is it the Excelsior, right? Yeah. So it's like, you can, as you can tell, I have not watched this movie 150 times. Like, yeah, it's not as much like as Because it's not as good. But uh, I, the uh, the helmsman on the Excelsior, is it Excelsior? Yeah, it's yeah. Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, I just go, oh, that's the dude from Robocop. <laughs> that's all I think. And George Clooney's cousin. He's a total dick. It's <laughs> you know, like, Robocop's gonna kick your ass. Did, you know, it's just like, did JJ rip off the Excelsior in his movie? Remember that that badass freaking warship that that admiral made in uh, uh, I don't know. Into there's, there's probably things that they could because it looks similar. It was just like a similar style. The, the question is, what didn't JJ rip <laughs> off? The thing that's cool about the Excelsior is that it becomes Sulu's ship. Yeah, that is pretty cool. So yeah, originally I think Sulu was supposed to be a captain in this one, and um, he was kind of pissed that they like demoted him. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, pretty George good. George Takai. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was uh, that whole scene where, where they're breaking uh, bones out of the detention center and uh, and Sulu, you know, talks to that uh, that guard and, yeah. and he calls him oh, Tiny. Yeah. Don't call me Tiny. Don't call me Tiny. <laughs> and, and and he he was actually like when he read the script, he's like, I don't get it. He's like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm not a tiny man. It's like I can imagine. It's like, okay, listen, George, listen. You're going to look fabulous in this leather cape. Okay. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my. But, but, oh my. It, but, it, but it was funny. It wasn't until he saw the, the movie at the premiere that he got the joke. <laughs> I was like, that's George Sakai for that's, you. Yeah, he I, doesn't get the joke until, <laughs> until it's over. It's still, it's too late. <laughs> this uh, is, this is when, uh, you know, Scotty starts getting a little fat. Oh, he's and, a good looking uh, dude. Though. Yeah. You know, but did you know, did you know okay. he's missing a finger? I did, I did not. Notice. Yeah, I did like I, th- I think he's missing the middle finger like, on his come on, right man. hand. I'm sorry. I'm in real life you, or yeah. as his, yeah. as his character. No, no in yeah, real they, life they taped it with duct tape and they just no, every every Star Trek fan knows this. Come on. I'm well. Like I said, this this is not my generation, man. You can't hold me against <laughs> but, that. But the funny thing is, like you know, he hides it really well. Like like you never notice that he's not. I never noticed. He doesn't it. have a finger. That's news to me. Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to talk about this movie? I, I uh, mean, it's just, I, I, a, it's just fun, but it, it's so it we doesn't, haven't we haven't even got down to the plot. So basically, uh, they go back to Genesis. Yeah, well, because the Klingons want to use it as a weapon. Because well, they want they want the Genesis torpedo. Yeah, they, Captain Krug. They does. trick Christopher Lloyd. And uh, John Lithgow. No. Yeah, John Lithgow. Is, no. It's John Is Lithgow. It John, yeah. uh, Who, okay. what? Oh, John Larroquette. Larroquette. <laughs> yes. My bad. I was like, no, that's wrong in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the kid just keeps saying it's right. <laughs> John Larroquette from Night Court. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, they, they trick the Klingons. They kill his dog. <laughs> uh, and then they, oh. the, the planet oh, we didn't destroys even talk about, itself. So, like, this is the first time they kill the Enterprise. 
Enterprise. Yeah, they blew up the Enterprise. They blew up the Enterprise. Like, I you was... thought you thought that shit needed repairs before. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I was mad. Were you really? I, rem- I, was I remember upset at being that too. mad. I feel like this is like a, a trendsetter though, because it was. going forward, the space, the the Enterprise. Whatever it, version it of gets, it is, it gets killed in every gets movie. Destroyed. Dude, the, 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 the Enterprise in um, in the undiscovered country number six, oh. it gets messed up. Yeah, it gets jacked up. But but I, I love those scenes where the Enterprise just like takes a beating. Yeah. But, but like, this still one keeps on trucking. This one was the first time we like saw our ship mm-hmm. get fucking disintegrated. There's no repairs. Yeah, it, it burned up in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. right? God. Yeah. It's I, 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 I love the bait and switch Kirk, <laughs> like, Kirk did, oh though, God, where, yeah. where like, he gets all the Klingons to board his ship oh, yeah, yeah. as they beam off and then like kills them all. But they're like, pretty like, dumb, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's this computer and it's making – it's talking. They, they can't speak, <laughs> and, they can't speak well, English. I get that. I get that, but still – you know, and it's like oh, saying some weird but, human shit. And there Krug, was, and Krug is all get out, get out. You know, it's just like <laughs> whatever, man. It's it was a bait and switch. Yeah, it worked yeah. though. There was a scene in this movie that shocked me, and I don't know if it's because it's been so long was since it I've seen one? it. Yeah, it was that, <laughs> um, or if it was just because I completely forgot it even existed. But they freaking killed Kirk's kid. Oh yeah, yeah. I was I was blown away. Yeah. I couldn't believe. I was like, holy yeah, shit! It, they killed him. It was either going to be Savick, Spock, or uh, David. David. Oh, yeah. David. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and and like it looked like they were going to kill Savick, and then David attacks the guy. I would have yeah. killed Savick, but that's just me. No, I, I I'm. A- but but it does it 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 gives Shatner and it, it gives Kirk some yeah. character. You cling on bastards! You killed it, it my gives, son. It gives it gives you some insight into. Why he feels the way he does about Klingons in future yeah. movies, and, and dude, when, especially six, you but, know, so like, like when when, when Kirk <laughs> when Kirk hears about David's death, oh, and like he brutal. like stumbles back and like misses the chair and kind of yeah. like falls it, like like that's some that's some good acting. It's like you don't <laughs> tell Shatner. me William Shatner is a bad actor. <laughs> that motherfucker made me cry in number two. Okay, <laughs> and. He almost he was, made me do it again in number three, and I don't even really like this movie. Okay, so I actually think this movie kind of gets a bad rap. Upon, it does. Upon re- I liked it. Yeah, upon rewatching, I was like, you know, this movie's not that bad. It's, it's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad at all. It's not as good as Wrath. It's of not Khan. as good as three. Wrath of Khan is just so good. It's just up there. Yeah, yeah. but this well, movie was Wrath of Khan is it's iconic. Yeah. I, I said it a hundred times. It's, it's it's just it's one of those movies that just. I, I might get some shit for this, but like I actually enjoyed this more than I enjoyed number four. Just because, like, it's more spacey. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's more it's, Star Trek. Number four goes in a weird direction. Do they go back yeah. to Earth on that one, right? Yes. We'll yeah. talk about it later. Okay. Uh, don't spoil it. <laughs> Never We're talking about it. shit Never I don't know it. anything about. Oh, Spotlers how to swear. Jude's, Jude's actually going to really like number really? four. I'm predicting yeah. Jude's going to like Why would you four. spoil that for me? I didn't spoil it for you. That's part of the, like, thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's in the trailer. <laughs> Next month. Four weeks from today. Amazing. We'll talk about it. Okay. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I was shocked that they killed off his kid, and I thought it was really well done. And then, like, like Kadish pointed out, when he breaks the news to him, he just falls down, and he's yeah. like, "You sons well, of bitches!" Savick is the one that tells him, right? I, no, I thought it was the Klingon. I thought no, it was no, no, he's no, like, she, I'm going to kill him. Savick, Savick, and she's cold the way she does it. Oh, she, yeah, she, she just is goes, very cold. He's she like, just goes, Captain, your son is dead. Yeah, or David is dead. Very Vulcan. And yeah, because like, oh. the, the Klingon is like, I'm gonna kill one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then he's like, hello, hello, hello. And then they give the, the phone to, uh, Savick and she's like, or he's like, David, David. Yeah. And she's like, David is dead. Yeah, and you know, you know what's weird for me about this movie mm-hmm. is Christopher Lloyd. 
we all know and love Christopher Lloyd. He, he is Doc Brown. Yeah. Yeah. And he has okay. A- in my mind, he is Doc Brown. <laughs> so him, even in Klingon makeup, He's him, still Christopher him Lloyd. ordering the execution of a harmless hostage <laughs> fucks with my head. <laughs> Marty. Kill him. It does. It's so weird. No limits. It's so weird. It's like I. It does. What? It's it's just like no. It's it's like that's not what your characters do, man. It's, it's, it was weird. It's very weird because he also plays a, a villain in Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. He does. I, I don't like Roger Rabbit. Neither do I. It's but I do movie. remember him being a villain. You both are crazy. It's we'll have to watch movie. it someday. You know how I feel about cartoons. <laughs> well, um, you, you know the. The interesting thing about both um, Star Trek Two and Star Trek Three is that um, it's all based around this concept that Kirk doesn't believe in the no-win scenario. Yeah. And in both of these movies, he's put in a situation where mm-hmm. he has to face a no-win scenario. He loses Spock. He loses his son. And it's kind of interesting. The, he the loses toll, the shit out of his ship too. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of interesting the toll it takes on that character, and, and because like in the academy, he cheated in order uh-huh. to avoid the no win scenario and got like an accommodation for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then like like so like the whole point of these movies with like Kirk's growth as a character is that he has to realize that like there are times where like he can't win, and uh, yeah. and and so like seeing him struggle with that realization is is very interesting, and it just makes Kirk like so much more of a like fascinating character to me. These watching these movies again has just reignited my passion for these old, these old school, the old school crew. Yeah, it'd been it'd been it had been so long. So yeah. I can't wait to get into the next generation. I stuff, can't because that's my bag: Captain Picard and Riker and all that stuff. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, tell you right now. Um, I'm gonna give this four stars. It's not as good as five, but or. or it's not as good as two. <laughs> five is your favorite. Yeah, no, another five either. star movie. Um, well, no, you know, yeah, three. I'm gonna go three stars. Okay, I'm gonna go three stars because it's 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 it doesn't it doesn't hold up as well. It's not iconic. Um, it brings Spock back and everything, and it does have its moments, like I just said. But um, it's just, but it's still it's still Star Trek. It's still pure. Yeah, you know, and and I love it for that. Right so. On. Jude, what do you give this for a rating? Um, I like I said, it was just such a delight to watch all of these. Um, I I feel like I liked it equal to the first one, but I liked the second one the best. Motion picture? Yes. Wow. I loved that movie. That's so weird. that was my first experience. <laughs> That's great. I love of a I Star love Trek that movie. <laughs> And I loved it. That's I know you guys think it's boring and maybe on my second watch I will too. But for my first watch, I was blown away by how much I loved it. Wow, that's amazing. So I, um, I think I gave that one a three. So I will give this one a – hold on. <laughs> what? A, uh, Are you trying to think of something? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I will give this three out of five sharp sideburns. Nice. Okay, three out of five, not bad. Kadish? Uh, yeah, you know, like uh, better. I like this one better than the motion picture. Uh, not as good as um, Wrath of Khan. Uh, I would give it three pink pirate shirts out of five. <laughs> so it, it was an enjoyable Star Trek film. I think it gets a bad rap as if people think that it, it's a bad Star Star Trek film because it's not. It's not. Um, but it's definitely it definitely pales in comparison to number two. I think if you're gonna watch this movie, you have to watch Wrath of Khan first. 
because I basically think it's a, it's like a it's like it's a movie. continuation. It's almost yeah. one movie. Mm. You know, part one, yeah. part two. Yeah, yeah. And I kept wondering that, like, because um, the planet made Spock come back, I was like, "Oh, is David going to come back too?" And then the movie ended, and I was like, "Oh, no, David's oh, dead." I mean, te- 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 dead, technically, I when 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 I first said, "Hey guys, we need to watch these Star Trek movies," I wanted us to do I wanted us to do um, the motion picture as a focus review mm. on its own, and then I wanted us to do two, three, and four as its own show. Okay. Because four is a direct sequel to yeah. this movie. It stands well on its own, but but it picks up on Vulcan hmm. when, with Spock mm-hmm. right after this movie ends. So but but it's not it's not necessary. But I uh I mean you remember I said maybe we should watch it this way and then I said, nah, nah, that's fine. It's fine. Do a I'm excited for it. But yeah. Me too. These are these are becoming my most anticipated podcasts that we do for the Star Trek. I'm I'm loving that we're doing Star Trek movies. You guys, I don't think you guys <laughs> have too. any idea. I really don't. Do you remember, we, remember when we did Star Wars Month and it nearly killed us? Oh, yeah. fucking, <laughs> we got burnt out. Fuck Star Wars, dude. It's just well, we did too much I of it. Think we, we did. As a podcast, we learned a lot from yeah. that. Yeah, because we're not doing the same mistake. Well, we're not making the same mistake with Star Trek. I don't think I, I wouldn't feel the same way after this month, though. If we did a whole month of Star Trek movies, you don't think so? I don't. I know so. Mm. Did you rate it? Uh, I'm with you guys for okay. the exact same reasons. Three. It so pal- we're all three. Yeah, it's a three. It's a solid movie. It's a lot yeah. of fun. There mm-hmm. is some criticisms I have of it that make it not as good as Wrath of Khan. Uh, one of the funnier things when I was the very opening scene where, or maybe not in the opening scene, but when um, Kirk is trying to figure out how uh, Spock like transferred his essence to bones and he's like looking at the computer screen That's and it's just scene. a shot for shot from the yeah. first oh, yeah. movie. And it's just like, uh, move over 10 minutes <laughs> well, and it like were, cuts the same. It's just scenes from yeah. the other movie. Remember when I said, I love how they like cut corners in this. Yeah. <laughs> I like flip things upside down and just like take scenes from the old They movies. just took scenes from the other movie yeah, and yeah, placed yeah. it here. Like the, like the computer has like a shot for shot remake. I was like, first movie. so you're telling me that that computer on the ship, has cameras recording everywhere. Every moment of your life with different scenes like, and cuts oh, man. and zoom ins. It was funny. It was goofy. It was, it was like, I hope that I like, didn't like catch me masturbating last night. That would be really, <laughs> really embarrassing. The Vulcan, the Vulcan yeah. scissor. <laughs> All right, guys. That's it for our discussion of Star Trek, The Search just, for Spock. I want to tell everybody to uh, live long and prosper. From the Salty Nerd crew because to you. We love listeners. you guys. Tell us what your favorite Star Trek movie is in the comments. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you yeah. guys very much. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you for going through this journey with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. She's a and, Trek virgin. Hey, I'm I a really Trekkie am. now. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Genuinely, guys, like and subscribe. I'm not just trying to push my own content, but yeah. like and subscribe so that we can watch Jude. <laughs> Watch become a Trek all nerd. these movies in sequence and become a Trek nerd. That's going to be yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be like watching her evolve. It's going to be ama- it's going to be great. I'm Welcome <laughs> to our existence. <laughs> you guys have never respected me as a nerd until now. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, oh, Katie just wants to bring his girl on the show. She doesn't even like Star Trek. <laughs> Has she ever even seen a Star Wars? I fucking movie? knew you guys said that shit about me. <laughs> no, we're happy to have you, dude. It's like. Uh, you like those old stupid mall right. slaughter movies. <laughs> Bleh. That movie's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Where can we find everybody on the socials, Matt Vader? Oh, man. Um, you can find me um, when I'm not completely intoxicated <laughs> at uh, Matt Vader 74 on the Twitter. 
Instagram and YouTube. Someday I might post some stuff on my own private channel, my personal channel. Um, and you can also find me on this channel that you're watching right now every Saturday morning at 1030 with the guy across the table from me, Matthew Kadish, as we go over some uh, news and pop culture news that is relevant. Saturday so, morning home. Game. The Saturday morning home gong. Home gong. Yes. As I slay Kadish and steal his <laughs> stuff every week. So, yeah. Jude, where can they find you at? You can find me holding my liquor, unlike Vader. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this thing. Look at this thing. I'm, I'm down like a whole bottle. I'm like blasted. It's ridiculous. It's a sippy cup. Um, you can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Right on. Matthew Kadish, where can they find you at? You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com on Amazon. And I am Alex the Salty Nerd, your host. And you can find me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd. And as always, stay salty, my friends. Salty.